Listen here. Staten Island is not the rest of the fucking five boroughs. You call me that again, I'm throwing hands. <laughs> We're not even live yet. <laughs> oh. Walmart has big-ass 12-inch ring lights for 20 bucks, and they come with their own tripod. Really? Yeah, there's like they just had a fucking pallet of them, and they're I, you need to go check them out and grab snag you one. They I come saw with a cell fo- they come with a cell phone holder too that has a movable head, but the only problem is it you can't re- you can remove the cell phone holder, but it has a ball on it to where it won't let you screw in a webcam. That's the only downside to it. Yeah, that's you a, can take that ball. It's the go same ahead. thing that I have, but the thing is, is that at Best Buy, I bought mine for fifty. They now have them for eighty. And this is twenty dollars. It's a twelve-inch ring light, and it comes with its own. I mean, the the tripod goes up to about uh, five foot. Just like that's crazy. I saw a lady walking out with one of those. I'm just like, oh, that's that's cute. That's all right. I mean, twenty dollars. I mean, they're probably junk. It's probably gonna die in a couple months. But yeah, but one, I've been. This t- is a this is a six-inch one. And that's just sitting on my Xbox right in front of me. <laughs> mm. So, but if I can get a an adjustable head like that to have the webcam in the middle of the ring light, that's the opportune thing. Mm-hmm. So, I got an icebreaker. Okay. I'm not telling you until we go live. <laughs> that's, that's okay. That is okay. Nope. I, uh, I had to move a refrigerator. We got another refrigerator. Because we need one just to have for, like, because I buy so much extra meat and we need, like, ice and shit just mm-hmm. ready for it. And our, uh, Hallie's nephew, cousin, cousin came over to help us. And he brought these new Rockstar Energy Zero Sugar. And they have 240 milligrams of caffeine in them. And then I was like, holy shit, that's a lot. But then I looked up what, a like, a fluid ounce of cold brew is. Like, Way my more. coffee every morning is, like, 300 milligrams of caffeine. So, like, this shit ain't nothing. <laughs> a cup of tea is, like, 200. And tea and coffee are, like, the standards of what you base all drinks off of. Like, I think, right. depending on the coffee, it's anywhere between 180 and 200. And then most black teas are 200 milligrams. So I drink black silk folders with nothing in it. That's like 200. Mm -hmm. And I don't drink just an 8-ounce glass. (laughs) I drink like 16 ounces. (laughs) Well, when I go to the coffee place, I get 24 ounces. But they also put uh, ice in it, so it waters it down. So it's not really 24 ounces. Yeah. No, I fucking trip when I'm on coffee. Fucking. Like, I'm like so fucking jittery and shit. Oh. I was no. about to say that your definition of trip and my definition of trip might be different because <laughs> I do drugs. Yeah, that's so. true. <laughs> that's true. <laughs> oh, man. I am logged into three different accounts watching our stream. So <laughs> Jesus, don't don't say that out loud. God damn. It's all legitimate people. It's legitimate accounts. <laughs> Beautiful. Zombie is already uh, waiting on it. Yeah, he's been supporting us a lot more lately, which is pretty dope. That is dope. So, 
I've noticed that the numbers of the downloads have gone a little bit lower because now people are watching us live. I guess that's a good thing. Yeah. I, don't know. I mean, I don't, no, I don't stress gonna, over it too much. I'm going to stop watching on my laptop because I think it's fucking with my internet. Okay. Too many things are running at the same time. So, too many cooks. Too many cucks. Too many cucks. <laughs> I forgot. Oh man, uh, you might have. I don't know. I'm. I'm so happy to bring. This is a discussion me and Hallie had earlier. So I was like, "That's the podcast uh, icebreaker." So because I know Chris probably doesn't have. It's usually my job to do an icebreaker or just fucking. The yeah. best icebreakers that we have are ad libs. It's where we're just like we get a small little topic and then we fucking run with it. Yeah. I'm ready for going. Going with a. Not a basic bitch beer, but you're going with a good beer tonight. Just a normal Yangling. Yeah. I w- drove up to a Wawa because Tiff was just like, get me ice cream and beer. And I'm like, yeah, sure, whatever. I was Fuck hungry. You. I wish I had Wawa's here. Wawa is like the seven co- second coming of Christ Oh, shit. Wawa- oh, yeah. I was about to say Wawa's in uh, where you're at now. It used to only be Florida and P- uh, Pennsylvania. I've had Wawa here since I got here. Like, there's two Wawa's on my road on garrisonville and then we had a wawa like right across the street from us when i was living in woodbridge so wawas are dope especially around thanksgiving oh yeah because they have that i haven't seen gobbler i haven't seen any uh advertisements for that i don't gotta walk in there and be like give me that shit i mean usually they advertise that shit way ahead of time All all right we're going live dope all right Ooh, why is your camera Zoomed in so much. We'll fix it. Uh, all right. Welcome to the 9 o'clock news. This is your correspondent, <laughs> Corey Tornado Jones-Walls. I have my correspondent here, Christopher Big Dick Wenzel. So, yeah, I'll take that. <laughs> uh, the weather is 69 degrees. And <laughs> oh, man. All right. Welcome, everybody. Let's see. We're fixing webcams because I'm fucking great with this. Yep. I love this. I I love that the the, uh, the camera. The best work. clip is the clip is the that fucking one that you did. Yep, that reminds the, me. I got the Isle of Delfino. Yep, it's the that's that's what I think that's what makes it. <laughs> it's like the best meme song ever. I guess your camera's gonna look a little weird for a second, but I think this looks good. All righty, okay. All right, so, so tell me this thing that you had to tell me. Hey, uh, I know you don't, you're not big in like movies and like TV, not not huge into TV shows, but did you ever watch Mad Men at all? Uh, no, are I did not. Aware? I know but what you it are is. Kind of aware of what it is, right? Yes, it's like 1920s Prohibition era. I don't know if it has anything to do with like stock market type shit, but from what I understand, it's like the time period either right before or right after World War II. Yeah, or it's uh, it's it's about an advertising company. Advertising was like like that's what their company is mm-hmm. is about advertising. And John Hamm is like an amazing. Okay, so John Hamm, I don't know what his name, but the actor, the main actor, his name is John Hamm. And uh, the reason that I bring this up is because uh, a Ramstein song came on the radio, and I was talking to Hallie. I was like, Hey, doesn't the lead singer of Ramstein kind of look like John Hamm? 
And she goes, that's understandable. So for comparison for people that are watching live, I'll pull this up real quick. So we got John Hamm, just kind of like a chiseled kind of guy. It's got like a clean, clean cut. And then we're going to pull up uh, lead singer. Till uh, Linderman. Rams. Yeah. He's not dead. Yeah, Till Linderman. He kind of, a little bit. It's like, it's kind of like a stretch a little bit. But let's pull him up side by side. Huh. We can see it a little bit. Till looks, a, he just looks older. <laughs> he looks a lot older, actually. Till did a lot of drugs. That's what that is. Till did a <laughs> yeah, lot of fucking is. drugs. We were talking about Ramstein concerts, and I was like, can you just imagine how fucking insane a Ramstein concert probably is? Because that's like industrial metal. I've been to one. They're they're really, really good. I saw Ramstein and Ministry <laughs> play years ago. Like yeah. fucking years ago. My favorite Ramstein video has to be the one where they're in the swimsuits and everything, because it's totally mm-hmm. not like, like, it's the 1950s beach, like beach boy shit. So... But, uh, oh, by the way, since we're here, I'm also going to fix this camera. So, this one has you zoomed in like a motherfucker. I don't know I'm, why the I'm camera's I'm super changed. zoomed in. I know. I don't know why the camera's changed that much. No, it clicked something else. Oh, I back. love when I get a double click. My, I gotta check something on my mouse, because it's double clicking shit randomly. Oof. That's no bueno. I've also had this mouth, mouse for a very long time. But anyway, so this went from this comparison. So we're done with you, Till. We'll we'll throw you off of here. Okay. Because uh, now now it's all about fucking John Ham. So sure. Are you aware of the John Ham picture that was circling the internet a few years ago, where they were just like, "Oh, John Ham has a humongous cock." Like, <laughs> so hold on, I gotta pull this up. So John Ham khakis. We're just about to hit affiliate, and you're already risking the fucking channel. Look at this! <laughs> this is a normal... This is fine. This is Why? on Google. Why are we talking about this? Because you put me in charge of icebreakers, so this is what you get. <laughs> why are we watching this? That's why you you know why you're watching this. So I showed this picture to Hallie, and she had never seen it. She goes, holy shit! <laughs> like... You're just not going to ad-lib off of anything I'm saying? No, I mean, I just, like, I didn't know this was the direction we were going tonight. <laughs> you never know the direction that we are going. Okay, yeah. So, obviously, I don't, I mean, this is, I mean, it's on the internet, and as we know, that's 100% true. So. <laughs> okay. That's a big cock, man. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Sometimes I worry about you. I, I not that I worry. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking chat. Look, all right, man. I can appreciate a beautiful man, and John Ham is a beautiful man. Okay. I, I leaned over to Hallie and I was like, Ah, John Hamcock, right? <laughs> and she just went. Get the fuck out of the car so we can go into Walmart. <laughs> this, so this podcast ends at episode 70? Is that what this is? <laughs> hey, man, we got one more than I thought we would. So. Hey. <laughs> it is what it is. Uh, I don't know, man. Like, there hasn't been a lot of fucking news for for icebreakers this week. So <laughs> No, it's 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 okay. It's okay. Yes, um, John Hamm is well endowed. That's, that's the conclusion of tonight's... Uh, 
It's a nice icebreaker. You should watch. Uh, have you ever seen Baby Driver? No, I've heard of it. I think you would really like that movie. I think that's like up your alley. Why does it's, that also uh, have John Hamm in it? It does have John Hamm. Okay. In it. <laughs> <laughs> but he plays a bad guy, and he's super fucking good. I mean, the whole thing is the it, it revolves around this character. I think it's the same main character from Ready Player One. That same actor. And I didn't uh, see that movie. Uh, but it's about this guy. I don't. He doesn't have like a, might be tendonitis. I don't know what he has, but he has like he he drives getaway cars for bank robbers. But the and he's really really fucking good at it. Uh huh. But he's always playing music. Like he has soundtracks to everything. To where at every beat he knows what to do and all this other shit. Soundtrack's really good too. It does. It has uh, Kevin Spacey right before the shit that happened with him. So oh, so this is a that, recent movie. A 2017. Okay, want to say I saw it in theaters and we automatically bought it on Blu-ray. Baby Drivers. It's directed by Edgar Wright, who did uh, you know Hot Fuzz and uh, Shaun of the Dead and Scott Pilgrim and all that stuff. So it's really good. You should check it out. I think you would like it. It's got a. Uh, it's a really good premise and interesting and all that shit. So, it reminds me of a movie from like I want to say like 2005 where there's a similar uh, setup. You got this guy, and I don't know if uh, Jason Statham was lead in that movie, but apparently like this lady is pregnant. I don't know if she got shot up or anything, but she has the baby in the back of the car. And this dude, it it might be like one of the transporter movies, but he had but Jason has to like sounds like it take the baby to like a specific location but like there's something special about this fucking baby and all these people come out of nowhere and they're shooting at him and he does like the fucking the 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 spin shit like that oh no that's as much as i know about transporter he drives cars transporter 2 was in 2005 so let's look what the premise of this was. Uh, mercenary Frank Martin, a.k.a. Jason Statham, has accepted a job that seems easy enough as chauffeur and bodyguard to young Jack, H- Hunter Clary, son of Cruz. No, this doesn't sound like what you were saying. Maybe it's three. Let's look at three was in 2008. We uh, talked about it when I was in high school, so. No, this one doesn't sound like it either. I don't know. I don't know what movie you're talking about. I've never seen any of the uh, any of the transporter movies. I could just be like living in a fucking fever dream, and just have made that shit up on the spot. So (laughs) yeah, like really, you really could. There was four transporter movies. Yeah, there was a fourth one called the Refueled. They they really milked that one out. Also, honestly, and you people could probably are going to disagree with me. I don't think that Jason Statham is like that good of a fucking actor. Every no, single he's an, act, he's an action actor. Every single movie that I've ever seen him in, he plays the same exact role, the same exact fucking character. Mm, sounds about right. Like it's like watching Antonio Banderas be Antonio Banderas. Every single movie he does is exactly the same. Yeah, uh, I saw Desperado for the first time a couple years ago, and I was just like, oh, I understand why this put Antonio Banderas on the on the map. That's a movie he did with um, uh, not Selena Gomez. What the fuck is her name? Selma Hayek. Selma Hayek. Thank you. There was a movie. That... I'm pretty sure he was inside of her at one part in that movie because <laughs> they are like, like I understand that there's acting like in sexual situations, but that I was like, damn, 
Like, that is really good acting, <laughs> if that's what uh, that is. I don't think that's acting. <laughs> There's, I think they might have got it on I'm on pretty camera. sure that there is, like, a top ten, yeah. like, fucking actors who actually fucked in real life on camera. Not the point. The, the, what I was going to say is that there was a movie that came out maybe within the last ten years where Antonio Banderas played as an Afghan terrorist or some shit like that. And everyone else is like nailing the accent and they're all dressed up and they're, it's like they're talking the language and shit like that. And here comes Antonio Banderas in the thickest fucking Spanish accent, (laughs) trying to talk fucking Afghan or Pashto. And you're just sitting there like, Oh my fucking God. Is this what, is this what he's come to? He just, he shows up just for the fucking credits, just so you can have like, oh, here's your <laughs> shit fucking B-list movie, but it has Antonio Banderas in it. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of my, I like uh, when I got with Hallie when we first got together. We watched uh, one of her favorite Antonio Banderas movies is the Thirteenth Warrior. I've heard and, of that. Uh, yeah, it's pretty. It's a, a Muslim ambassador exiled from his homeland, Ahmad Ibn Fadlan, which is Antonio Banderas finds himself in the company of Vikings. While the behavior of the Norsemen initially offends him, the more cultured outsider grows to respect the tough, if uncouth, warriors. During their travels together, he and the Vikings get word of an evil presence closing in, and they must fight the frightening and formidable force which was previously thought to exist only in legend. It's not a bad watch. It's not a bad watch. It's from 1999. I mean, if it's on Netflix, I'm probably going to end up watching it eventually. It's one of those movies where it's not like critically good, but you like ninety percent of like viewers like it usually. Okay. So it's not like don't think of like like oh my god this is Emmy nominated movie no. So no, I'm trying to think of another actor that's like that. Uh, Chad had brought up Harrison Ford, especially now he doesn't have to act. Uh, Matthew McConaughey, no, he doesn't really have to act anymore. Matthew McConaughey. He does he play? Does everyone think he plays the same character? Because I didn't think that he. Uh... I mean, Matthew McConaughey just has like a presence about him, to where he can just be like, "Hey, what's up, y'all? I'm in this movie." <laughs> like that's, <laughs> <laughs> that's my Matthew. McConaughey. Yeah, but then they give him an Oscar for it anyway. So I guess just like his natural yeah. charisma is uh, is good enough anyway. What was he? I was really disappointed watching him play. Forget what his name is, but he's like the the man in black for Dark Tower, uh, where oh, they yeah. had Ildris Elba play as the uh, the gunslinger. Yeah, I thought he I like did. Idris. I thought that he did okay, but uh, they had him opposite of Matthew McConaughey, and kind of like. Uh... Well, the best Idris Elba, I think I, he's really good in Pacific Rim, but he's super good in The Wire. That's the that's the TV show, that's... right? That's the HBO series. Yeah, okay. you should like that is it's nothing doesn't have any Russians or anything in it, but it's some good like drug uh fucking street shit. The wire wasn't that the one that he did when he was still in the UK, like before he made it big and shit? Probably. Because I remember wire, I remember watching something where it was like he The Wire's old. Uh Chat says yes. aired in two thousand two. That was pretty good. You know, I liked that. And I also, there was one show that I absolutely adored, and unfortunately, I think it got canceled. I was a big fan of Burn Notice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, Burn Notice That had Bruce Campbell good. in it. Did yeah. it? 
Yeah, Burn Notice. Uh, I think he came in on. If he wasn't in season one, he came in on season two. But and then after that, he was a recurring character. Okay. Uh, yeah, I've heard True Detectives like season one is amazingly good with uh, Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey. Okay. Uh, season two, they have different actors, like different detectives. And season two, I think it's Vince Vaughn and somebody else. So let's see. Uh, True Detective. Oh, there's three, four seasons? Yeah, they have different uh, actors. Colin Farrell, Vince Vaughn, Rachel McAdams, and Taylor Keach is in season two. Matthew McConaughey Woody Harrelson are in season one. So, but no, I've never watched it, but I've heard it's really good. That's like, uh, I loved Breaking Bad. Breaking Bad was really, really good. Breaking Bad's a good ass show. I'm upset that I never fucking continued it past the first or second episode. It might've been the second episode. Yeah. There's, I know that there is just a lot in that show. The final is kind of rushed, but it's still not bad. Like season five is split into two seasons. Like, they had a hiatus in the middle of... Not a hiatus, but they had a break in the middle of it. Mm-hmm. And then they did it. Because I think it's five seasons total. Is Breaking. Breaking Bad just showed me, like, I was like, holy shit, Brian Cranston is an amazing actor. I don't know anything else that he's been in. Malcolm in the Middle is the only thing I can think of. He was the dad. He was the Malcolm dad. He was Hal, yep. And there's a whole conspiracy theory that, like, Malcolm in the Middle is some kind of, like, <laughs> life, like, after or before Breaking Bad. It's stupid. That's crazy. I did like uh, I did like it because like Jesse Pinkman's character was supposed to die at the end of season one, mm-hmm. but they had such good chemistry that they were like put him in the rest of it. Like they wanted to keep them together. Like they're such a good chemistry with each other. So, but no, you should give Breaking Bad a try. Uh, another like you should watch it like fully because one of the best episodes is called I think The Fly. And uh, the fly Breaking Bad. Also, it's got the what's his face in it. Uh, oh, it's just called Fly. It's got the the guy from the new Far Cry game. Oh, um, Giancarlo Esposito, I think. Yes, he plays uh, he plays a bad guy that shows up in season two or three. Gus, I think okay. it's Gustavo in the mo- in the show, and he is uh, he's fucking brutal. Like he is very good i mean that's kind of his shtick he's really good at playing villains which goes into some of the shit that i've been watching this week or the only shit that i've been watching but i mean if you'd like to go into your week i'm done with my icebreaker oh cool my icebreaker wasn't that big of a hit i'm sorry (laughs) (laughs) i i don't know man it's just certain things that you just gotta like warn me about it was like hey man no if i warn you about it then you tell me not to do it so (laughs) i've never told you no (laughs) <laughs> and it's never stopped you clearly of course anyway the the anti-chris twitch channel is now a yakuza streaming channel we stream <laughs> yakuza all day all the time when we can go all on. day our day all day every day yakuza like a dragon is phenomenal it's stupid as fuck it's the <laughs> dumbest fucking rpg i've ever played i play as loop on the third <laughs> bro it's like okay so this is this is the like, yeah. Chat says <laughs> fucking you don't mean hobo simulator. We'll get to that. There is so much to unpack because there is a mixture. It's I call it the idiot savant game, okay. And the reason why I say that is that there is such a perfect blend of absolute genius 
combined with like some of the stupidest fucking plot lines. Ichiban is the dumbest motherfucker. The dumbest. Like I thought Kiryu is the eternal virgin, right? Kiryu is just like, I want to be a badass. I want to get chicks. I want to make money, but I don't want to do the wrong thing, which clearly goes against any sort of fucking logic that goes along when you're trying to be a Yakuza, right? We get it. And that's like part of his charm. He's kind of like a child, more or less. Ichiban's not like that. Ichiban's stupid, right? Ichiban's a fucking idiot. He can't do anything right. Any time that his boss tells him to do something, like, he's just like, oh, well, there's these kids on our turf or there's a guy on our turf selling animal porn to these kids. We need to go get the money from him. And he beats the shit out of the guy. And he takes the money. He's like, all right, let's give this money back to the kids. And the, his partner is just like, what? Wait, no, we got to we gotta go back to the boss so don't we get the shit beat out of us. And he's just like, no, we got to do the right thing. It's like, Ichiban, you're, you're a fucking Yakuza. Nah, nah, we must do the noble thing. What do you think ends up happening? He gets his fucking ass beat every single fucking time. Now, I think that the combat system in the game is also really fucking good. They've made it... there. It's better than anything that Persona has come out with. And I can definitely see how the, the Persona team jumped in because the combat system is similar, but it just feels very fluid like the transitions between overworld and actual combat is very quick there's no like stop and everyone's just like oh we need to have like a fucking transition scene it was just like no depending on what your job class is it's either immediate or they do some stupid shit and then that's it the combat system your summons you summon people from your cell phone so we had i saw that first one and that was stupid as fuck we had we uh, there's a character named adachi and adachi's trying to call a prostitution line or an escort service and then when he actually connects he gets like this big black buff dude to come on and i'm just like hey man i'm here you need me to beat the shit out of those guys? They're like, what guys? They're not even looking at us. And then they look at him and it's just like, oh, we don't like you. We don't fucking like you. And they come what in and they try it, to uh, fight. And he's like, don't worry, I got this. What was the service called? Pummel something? Oh, yeah, no, I forgot what the fucking the, the service is. Yes, chat, similar to the, uh, the South Park summoning thing. Oh, I think that Yakuza is dumber than South Park. And that's like, that's really hard to do. That's really fucking hard to do because the, stick oh, of it's truth. Pound mates. Pound mates. Thank you. Yeah, because it's like pound uh, mates. What's that like? What's what's the real life thing? Something postmates. Okay. Yeah. 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 Pound mates. No pound mates. So like the entire idea is Adachi's trying to get fucking laid, and he's just like, "Yo, where do I meet you? Oh, you're coming to me. Oh, you're bringing your best guy, your best your best girl. Hell yeah, I'm about to get my dick weight, and then all of a sudden, fucking Jamal shows up. And he's just like, I don't want this. That's racist. <laughs> uh, there was a there's another fucking summon that I unlocked right before I stopped playing on Friday. Oh, I only saw I only saw the uh, the the flail fist guy. Oh no, there's a new summon that I got. I haven't even tested them out yet because they only come out at night. But mostly, the last scenario that I played, I played a side mission where. You meet this guy outside of an office building. It's like a strip mall. And he's got this thing, a baby formula. And he was fighting some Yakuza for the formula. And he's just like, I don't know why they want it. 
And then he's just like, well, let me jump in. He fights the Yakuza. He, the Yakuza goes away. They get into this conversation about how he doesn't feel like he's being a good father. And Ichiban gives him the good old cheer up, dude. You got to take responsibility for your actions and all that other bullshit. And they're just like, you know what? You're right. I need to start taking more responsibility. And then you hear like a loud ass baby cry coming from one of the buildings. And it looks like it's kind of like a daycare. And he's just like, oh, no, what do you think they need? It's like, well, it sounds like they're giving birth. So we need to go get all the items in order to make sure that the baby is okay. So the guy runs back into this office to go get towels. I got to go to the cafe to go get some hot water. We do the things we meet back up. We're about to go inside this, this building. And when we rush in, we are listening for the babies. And what you see is four grown ass men Yakuza in fucking diapers because this fucking like escort hooker chick trying to make her living is like holding this fucking fetish like emporium. I I'm aware of what this fetish is, yes. <laughs> so you show up, and they're just like, everyone is literally like, what the fuck is this? And they're just like, oh, no, you're here to ruin my fun? We're going to fight. And so we fight. Okay. <laughs> we fight. We fight the men in, in diapers. And then you beat them. And then they have, like, some sort of heart-to-heart -heart talk about taking responsibility and being a father and trying to relax and shit like that. The, the young guy, he's just like, okay, peace, this is too weird for me, I'm out. But he gives them the baby formula. And so when they give him the baby formula, all the Yakuza start drinking it. My character is just like, that's cool, I'm about to leave. And they're just like, no, you gotta drink this too. And I'm like, I don't wanna drink this. Just drink it. And he's just like, fine, fuck it. He's, everyone's drinking the fucking formula. I'm grossed out because I know what that shit tastes like, and that's fucking disgusting. Then Ichiban's like, okay, cool. I'm out. I'm out. And they're just like, nah, get in the diaper. What? <laughs> <laughs> and I'm just like, no, nah, get in the diaper. It fades to black. It's understood that Ichiban had his fucking cherry popped for being a diaper man. And you get the summon of the Yakuza family that's in diapers. And I have yet to see what it looks like because I have to wait until nighttime to summon them. But that is the caliber of game that we're dealing with. I don't ever want anyone to ever talk shit on any of the games I ever play again. <laughs> <laughs> ever. Ever. You never chat. Uh, that it's. But in the same breath, you have that bullshit going on. But in the same breath, they start going into like the actual economic and social issues that homelessness in Japan deals with, which is apparently super uncommon. And they start dealing with like a lot of the issues that the prostitution girls deal with because a lot of them don't have their immigration cards. They're the children of other fucking prostitutes that abandon them and leave them there. The only job that they can get is working in prostitution and then you have these fucking assholes in the game they're called bleach japan where they come through bj Ble bj where they come through and they keep on saying we have to bleach out the gray zones we have to bleach out the gray zones and so they harass and hire these like these hooligans and yakuza to terrorize anybody that they believe is being immoral 
and like shit like that. There's a whole other story. Like the, the I, I like how everything you've just described is nothing of the main storyline. No, no, nothing of it is None the main of that story. Is, you've spoiled nothing for the main storyline at all. All you got to know, and th- I'm just gonna I'm just gonna keep it to what the official commercial of Yakuza Like a Dragon said is that Ichiban takes the bullet or takes the takes a uh, takes responsibility for a hit that one of his higher-ups took on or one of his higher-ups performed and he goes to jail for almost 20 years i think it's like 15 or Eight, 20 years 18 18 15 years. Ori- 15 originally but because he was fighting he got 3 extra he got years got 3 extra years i've been watching he's a your fucking streams. badass <laughs> and when he comes out it's 2019 he goes back to his boss thinking that the the family is going to welcome him back in uh, no, nah, nothing. And then when he meets his boss, his boss goes to kill him. And there's no real explanation. And the entire story is Not to yet. figure out why Ichiben's old boss, old Yakuza head, abandoned the family, switched sides, kicked the Tojo family out the, of uh, the Kamarocho. Well, they're part of the Awakawa family. Awakawa, yeah. So they're part of the Awakawa I keep on fucking that name up. It's fine. And then they join the Omi. It's not the Omi family, but it's something Omi. Clan. Because they, they I don't think it's a clan. The Toji clan. Well, they knocked out the Toji clan. They knocked out the so Tojo clan. So clans against each other, right? They knocked out the Tojo clan. The Tojo clan went down to Yokohama. So Kamarocho is all run by the, the, the Omi Alliance. The Omi Alliance. The Omi Alliance. That's what it is. So I'm assuming yeah. eventually... We'll be going back down there, so that's maybe that's what's going on. There's, there's, they have hobo Pokemon, okay? They have hobo Pokemon. We're not even well. A- at least, at least our weeks will intermingle at one point. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's chat's asking if I'm playing it subbed or dubbed. I, I don't watch anything or listen anything that has weeb like dubbed. It's always subbed. I like. I have an exception when it comes to like Cowboy Bebop and Dragon Ball. Okay, Z. yeah, everyone goes to like the default ones, Cowboy Bebop. Yes, obviously, but that's what I'm what I'm talking about is that right now for modern games or for modern anime, they go to the same ten people to voice act their games and shit like that. So I don't want to hear Patrick Seitz for the hundredth time in my fucking Matt video Mercer, game. Matt Troy Mercer, uh, Yuri Lowenthal. I'm I'm done. I don't want to hear them. I don't want to fucking hear them. So Chris will eventually be fluent in weep? No, no, because I read the subtitles. And I can't speak English correctly enough as it is. What makes you think I'm going to Obviously. Speak, speak fucking weep. So. Have you listened to this podcast chat? <laughs> anyway, there's cart racing. Yeah, yeah. I was gonna say, did you get there yet? I haven't gotten to, car- to I haven't gotten to cart racing yet. Buster Wolf has. He, he got there. I, I heard, and he's just like, "Yo, it is dope." And then you get to like the real estate management thing. I'm at the part where you have to start, um, like getting That's where the-, the shit lost me, man. What do you mean, <laughs> like the real estate shit? I was just like, "What? I don't want to do this." <laughs> it's not a requirement. You just gotta. I know, but like. That's how you, you make your make, money, though. Yeah, that's how you. That's make the money, how you which make the big makes bucks. a lot of the rest of the game easier. So, uh, no chat. I passed Diaper Man. 
we are now taking advantage of the fruits of our labor eventually once it's... Did you do anything else besides Yakuza? <laughs> uh, fuck. Mm, we raced. <laughs> we, we raced and I lost. We raced. <laughs> I bombed uh, I mean, yeah, Super Mario 64. I don't know. I'm not, I'm not completely done. I'll let you talk about the Super Mario race. I don't, I don't care a shit about that. What is cool is that the Game wiener. Tracks sent me my uh my Game Boy Advance. I finally right, have my yeah. uh, my new one. Uh it's Sonic Colors, so it's a uh, blue front, uh yellow backing and then red buttons. Mm. Super clean. IPS screen. It's got the Super Famicom tempered glass front. Quit touching it. <laughs> I got the uh the USB-C. I mean, that's the whole reason like you even got that commission is cuz you saw I got the USB-C charging you were like, "Fuck, I want that." Yeah, that's that's <laughs> The, that's the core reason. Otherwise, I probably wouldn't have gotten it. But I'm not a fan of the two-tone, different color back and front, but it looks good. I I really like this. I'm very happy with the work. And I also got an easy flash card. So uh, these things suck. I hate these. But it, he, <laughs> okay. you know, he threw it in there. I No, easy flash is like one of the worst type of ever, ever drives because... <laughs> <laughs> no chat mcdonald's uh, oh, did not color my game boy advance <laughs> that got me <laughs> y'all hoes are rude all you are rude oh, uh, proceed <laughs> The easy flash Ooh. card is fucking garbage because every single time that you go to start a new game, it says that it's creating a save file and then it just stops. So I'm sitting there as I'm waiting for this bitch to charge and it's creating the save file. <laughs> Fuck you. It's creating the save file <laughs> and it just sits there for 20 minutes. I'm expecting this thing to finish. And I'm like, no, I have to cycle the power on you know, and it does it for every single fucking game. But if you turn it off before the save file is created... The thing gets fucking corrupted, and you have to reboot the entire fucking thing all over again. So just use regular cartridges. Well, yeah, I do that. But if I want to play a game that I don't own, then I use Easy Flash, and then I'm stuck. What? You that. emulate? No. White! <laughs> Video game preservation, white. That's some bullshit. So, there's that. I built a new... Or I didn't build... Uh, I got a recommendation from their streamer, Pocketful of Games, recommended me a new application to log all my video games called Collectors. Collectors with this. Oh, yeah. I have finished. If I'm not finished, I'm 99% of the way there, logging all of my video games that I own. I'm at 1593, 1593 physical games. That shit's crazy. And it's like around $4,500, right? Uh, n- Forty five hundred or forty five thousand? Forty five hundred. No. Forty five thousand. Jesus Christ. Yeah. I at forty five thousand dollars worth of fucking. Is that what games. that was? Yeah. I for I forgot how numbers work. Let me go to your Twitter. It was uh that's at Antichris underscore SV. <laughs> no. Antichris SV. Yeah. Oh yeah. $46,543 and point two. And there's like a few things that I might be missing, but it's so a majority of your games are from the PS2 though. I mean, or just PlayStation in general. 
Oh, we're, we're showing so it off. See it. Yeah, you brought it up. Yeah. It's 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 a really robust application. Like so they get all their pricing from price charting, which mm-hmm. between you have to look between price charting and game value now to get a, like a, a real good idea of what's going on, but then like they have like shit like statistics and it'll show like all the games that I own from platforms. So I have like 160 PlayStation 2 games, 143 PlayStation 4, 121 PlayStation 3, so on and so forth. It goes into like what your top 10 most valuable games are. So, like, for me, it's, like, Panzer Dragoon Saga, it's Burning Rangers, Gotcha Force, Pocky and Rocky 2, Cube of War, Dragon Force, Ninja 5.0, Shining Force 3. Now, I want this to be a disclaimer. Uh, that's currently at what your value is at. Yes. We don't know what you spent on this. I spent less. So, like, keep in mind, I bought all these games years ago. Years. Like, I've been collecting since 2011. You could probably say a little bit earlier than that, but, like, that's when I really started. So, like, I'm going back and forth to these games. And let me, like, if I just show up the uh, the, the first game that I ever purchased to start my collection, I go to Breath of Fire 3. Uh, let's organize by title. I know this, everyone can fucking see this and shit like that. Yeah, it's, it's, great. it's great. It works great for audio. <laughs> I purchased that game for $10. It's valued oh, wow. at 50 50 I go to $50, $0.50. I go to Chibi Robo. Chibi Robo, I bought that game for 40 bucks back in 2014. It's valued at like $170. Yeah. I bought Ninja 5.0. There was, a PlayStation, there was a PlayStation game that was like that Einhand, Einhand or something like that? Or? That's, yeah, uh, fucking I bought Einhand for 30 bucks. Einhander. It's now $132. Yeah. So like I maybe over the course of nine years spent half that. So, I mean, that's the ultimate goal is to spend less than, uh, Oh yeah. Make, make sure that they're a profit. Oh yeah. Like one of the, one of the things I also look at is like, you, it shows you the trends of where the pricing mm-hmm. has gone up or down over the years. And like, I remember when Xenoblade Chronicles was fucking, Oh Yeah. A hundred and seventy dollars. Yeah, because it was the only option was we exactly that was it, and it was short print, and now it's sitting at like twenty bucks, and I'm just like, that's Aww. that's disheartening. That sucks. <laughs> Bayonetta two. Well, I, mean, I you, remember you when got Bayonetta the releases and all that shit. So yeah, Bayonetta two at one point was like eighty ninety dollars, but that's the, a lot of that comes down to like that's stupid hype. Well, Bayonetta two was short print for over a year. And it was also on the Wii U, so... Exactly, and nobody was playing, and everyone was just like, oh, I have to buy a Wii U in order to play Bayonetta 2. So... Yes. Oh, chat, I know that That's I'm cool. mispronouncing that. Like, I didn't take German Einhander. Okay, yeah, sure, whatever. I'm... I don't know how to pronounce those words. I barely... We just went over this. I don't speak English well. <laughs> You probably you haven't cataloged your Switch yet. I have. No, it's right there. It's right here. It's right past NES. I think I have like fifty or sixty Switch games. It doesn't say Switch. It says Nintendo Switch. It says Nintendo Switch. Dot dot dot. Yeah. No. I have. I have forty eight. I mean, the most valuable game that I have on that list, um, Xenoblade Chronicles Two, the Collector's Edition, is valued at like one hundred and sixty six. I like because uh, this for audio listeners. What we're showing it shows different colors for loose, collect, complete in box, and new. Mm-hmm. And it's funny because 
it's the basically like the go-to like your Super Nintendo games are like all loose. Most of your NES are loose. Most of your N64, most Game Boy Advance, gen- how about half, a little over your half of your Genesis Game Gear is all loose. Like I like that it's it shows that too. Right. So what's a little bit annoying is that you can't say whether a game is loose or complete in box when you're entering the game into the database. You have to go back in and then dictate whether it's loose or complete in box. Mm, so, gotcha. but outside of that, this is a really robust system. I highly recommend it. It's $3 a month. I was, I was about to say, it's not free. It's not free. It's a paid service, but it's $3 a month. And if you're serious about collecting and you want to like gauge where, where your gains and your losses are coming from, like I went through this entire thing again, GameCube blew the fuck up again. Like, mm-hmm. there's games that I bought for twenty fucking dollars. That is like high nineties, low hundreds. Like games that I knew that were going to be expensive. Like Breath of Fire: Path of Radiance. I bought that game when it was oh, like yeah. eighty dollars. It's two hundred twenty-seven. Like it's yep. it's crazy how some of these games yeah. just blew. I think the it's actually up. only thirty dollars a year too. Like mm-hmm. if you do the year purchase, it's only thirty bucks. So. so you get two years. Who was it that uh who was it that brought this to your attention? Pocketful of games. So Pocketful of games is right now on track of or I shouldn't say on track, but he's chasing the world record for most video games in a single collection. He's not necessarily going Jesus. for like any completions. He's just logging everything in. I have maybe, I want to say like a fifth or a sixth of what he has. And I have 1,600 games. He's got over 8,000. I mean, he has, if you see, if you go to his Twitter or look at his stuff, he basically has a game store that's not open. Yeah. Is what it looks he's like. Gotta, he has shelving and all that. He's got to like own his own business. He must work in like logistics and shit like that because he has a warehouse. Wherever he had, wherever he is, he has a fucking warehouse. It looks like walking around East Starland. I know that we've talked about him before, but just circling it back of where I got this idea or where I got this application from, who recommended it to me, he is insane. Like he's got some crazy fucking shit in there. He's got like, um, what was it called? He's got a very uh, rare game. I want to say it was uh, Mist, like Sid Meier's Mist. Mm-hmm. It's in that game is like worth maybe a G, easy G. Jesus, man. Yeah. <clears throat> That's goofy as fuck. It's crazy. But the counter isn't counting for digital exclusive titles, right? Yes, correct. So none of the games that I am like logging in are digital. I'm only counting my physical games because you can't sell back uh, a digital game. Like a big reason why I'm doing all this work is because my video game collection is going to be in sense like um, part of the, the inheritance that I give to whether it's my wife where she gets it after I pass away or my kids. That is at least $45,000 worth of shit right there. If they can sell it in well, one lump sum, then that's $45,000 right now. Right, right now. You don't know what's going to happen in the future. But if I pass away like anytime recently, you know, mm. Tiff and I have had the conversation like, this is where you go. This is where you look up all the prices. And when you need to offload shit, You'll just have to open up an eBay account and pass that shit off. Like, it's kind of morbid to talk about because I don't like talking about losing all my fucking video games and shit like that, but it is what it is. 
Hold on. I like how you said that over, like, I don't like talking about dying. You talked about, you said, I don't like talking about losing my video games. I have my priorities set away. I know where I'm <laughs> I at. I guess so. I guess fucking so. <laughs> and it's like, like I said, I can't, because if I were to catalog all of my digital titles, I'm looking at like 4,000 plus, And that's not counting the shit that I have on like Humble Bundle. Or not humble bundle. Uh, yeah, fucking but for a, col- I mean, monetized collection is different than just category categorizing for your personal collection. Exactly, like knowing what all you have. Like this is a monetary one, yeah. so that's why it's different. So, anyway, that's that's where I'm at with that. Also, finally, I watched the Mandalorian. Mandalorian new season is real good. First season is all of it out yet? No, it's only the first three episodes. I think they're doing. Eight or nine episodes this year, so kind of like last year. It's it's dope. This the the newest episode that they that they ran. If you're into Star Wars, if you're into Star Wars lore, they showed a very very important character within the Mandalorian lore. Oh yeah, this time people were all some feminists were all mad that they gave a female Mandalorian boob armor. Like, My thing is like boobs have sensitivity, so they're if you if you pancake squish them in armor, that's gonna hurt, and then also you want to protect them, so it's just so I think it's the thing stupid. is that there's there's arguments. Let me rephrase that. I think it's stupid that people are getting mad about boob armor. Yeah, I think it's stupid. Here here's here's a deal. In the Marine Corps, we obviously don't have quote unquote boob armor, right? But right. if you're well endowed in the chest, they give you a larger size Kevlar. And they're just like, why does it cut off right above? Why are they showing the belly? Why is it only cut off at the fucking, at the chest area? I'm you like, got these big ass fucking chesticles. Well, no, not even. Like the, the Kevlar armor or like the interceptors, we used to have interceptors. But like the, the Kevlar armor that came after that, like your Kevlar plates, your sappy plates, they're only designed to cover the chest. They're not meant to cover your midsection. Because how are you going to bend over, pick shit up? And if you get shot in the stomach, chances are you're probably going to be fine. If you get shot in the chest, that's a problem. (laughs) That's that's hilarious, actually. Because, like, back in the day, long time ago, like, when guns first came out. Go ahead. And then, like, even back in the day where, like, when all you had was, like, bows and arrows and swords and shit, Mm -hmm. a gut wound was, like, you're dead. Yeah. It's just like we can't we can't do anything. Your stomach is going into the rest of your body. You're dead. Yeah. Like <laughs> nowadays, unless you get like shut up real bad in the abdomen, you mm. could you'll you probably have a decent chance. Like I had a gunny that got hit real hard. Like he still has the scars. They're they protrude out of his abdomen. Um, but he he came out on the other side. It's it's crazy. I yeah. thought a shot to the stomach could be fatal. It can be, but it's not on the same level as getting shot in the chest. Like if you get shot in the chest, yeah. uh, your chances of survival goes. I mean, because you got down. lungs, heart, like you got a lot of shit. Like you could have a collapsed lung and die almost instantaneously. Yeah the the field like field medicine for uh, wounds in the stomach is a lot more manageable than wounds in the chest. So. The more you know. Yeah, I mean, just one shot in the stomach isn't like a... You could insta-kill in the chest. Yeah, it is. I don't feel like you could insta-kill unless it, like, goes through and hits your spine or something like that. So, even then, I don't know. I don't know enough about it. Anyway, Mandalorian is real good. 
Mandalorian is real good. I'll Definitely wait. Check that out. I'll wait five to six more weeks. So <laughs> it might be a little bit longer than that, but yeah. So we'll see. Uh, yeah, I am. Uh, I guess that's it for your week. So yes. But yeah, Super Mario 64 race. I was a little worried about it. And then like I got a considerable lead and I was like, oh, okay, I'm good. <laughs> At the end, I was just like, I got to fucking finish this thing, man. I'm, I've been sitting here for three hours. I'm ready to end this shit. So yeah, finished it up in three and a half, three hours and 35 minutes, uh, 70 star run, no glitches. All that stuff. And then at the end, you were like, fuck this. And you backward long jump into a field of dicks like you always do. So, but yeah, my biggest problem was fucking getting Bowser to, to I couldn't line it up right to hit get Bowser to hit the bombs. I couldn't, mm-hmm. like, most of the time you see people, like, hit it on the first try. I'm like, nope. So. I have a newfound appreciation for those uh, Retro Fighters Brawler 64 controllers. Because mm-hmm. I, I. That's what I use the entire so time. So I was. um. I was using the original uh, N64 controller, and I mm-hmm. forgot how much distance is between you holding the controller center or the analog stick center to moving forward. The The stick is so thin, or the, the actual stick of the oh, yeah, analog. Yeah, you switched controllers. I, yeah, I switched controllers midway through because I'm just like, I am not getting the jumps or the angles that I need to be getting. Now, did you switch from a normal to a retro fighter or vice versa? Yes, from normal to retro fighter. And once I switched over to retro okay. fighter, it was like a hundred times better. Not the clicking of that, like the, the, of the joystick, mm-hmm. how it just, it just felt, feels fucking great. It has that spring back. Like, I mean, it feels like what a brand new Nintendo 64 controller probably felt back in the day. Maybe. Uh, it's, it goes into like my entire thread that I made. Uh, earlier in the week about why I oh, say yeah. <laughs> the N64 is uh, a bit overrated. Uh, I didn't really talk too much about the controller, but I mean, there's there's a lot You're of issues. talking about the software. And the all that ma- ma- Corley software, but like the controller can also get its fucking share of, of punches in. That, the design of that controller is just so fucking weird and archaic. And when it comes to playing and the dick handle isn't great yeah the dick the dick handle is not great on that fucking thing so uh but no it was super fun we had a lot of people tune in uh we had a lot of sh- a couple streamer buddies that tuned tuned in and was like i got some ideas from this now oh yeah real mama so, eagle came in and when she was just like this is mm-hmm. dope i like this yep uh for people that don't know you can use cadgar.net i believe and uh, that is something. So most of the time, uh, squad streaming is only reserved for partners on Twitch. But you can go to, I believe it's cadguard.net and put in like the actual streamer names towards the end of your URL. And it just basically pulls up. I can watch both of people at the same time. So it's really interesting and really fun. And uh, I think we're going to do more races. We were talking about a star. Well, I would probably not want to do them back to back. Like I would like to do like maybe one a month or something like that. Mm-hmm. I think that's more manageable. But we talked about a Star Fox 64 race, which that could be multiple races in a stream. That could be like beat it the fastest on easy, medium, or hard. Beat it with the most hits at the end of it and all that. So I personally like that because it incentivizes you to like be accurate with your shots and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, because there are just like rail levels where you just go through the level and you can't really go through that level faster. Mm Mm-hmm. But then there's other levels like with arena fights where you can just be like beeline exactly to what you need to go to and get right through the level. Right. So 
But we also talked about a Super Mario 3 race, which I think would be super fucking interesting because we would do all stages. Yeah, that's that's a rough one. I'm willing to do that's it. That's going to be fun. That's, that's a rough one. I think uh, H2O, I think, said he'd like to jump in on that. So we got we got some ideas. I mean, I would even I would have to practice if we did like any Sonic games because I don't fucking know Sonic games for shit. Mm-hmm. So, but uh, yeah, one hundred percent all stages. We're not gonna do the fucking glitches and shit like that. Yeah, you no. gotta play every stage, every single. That stage. That means every stage in Sky Level, which <laughs> no one ever does. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean. People that listen to this podcast know how we feel about Super Mario 3, so... I'm willing to do it. It's fantastic. Yep. I I regret to inform everybody that I am back into WoW, so... <laughs> I cannot go into details because I don't want to get anybody in trouble. Sure. But all I'm going to say is I obtained all of the things to play current WoW for free. That's all I'm going to say. Okay. And I think I have on record had said I would not go back to WoW unless I ever got it for free and I didn't have to pay for it. Okay. So there we go. Right now, actually, Zombie Hunter is uh uh he's been streaming or not streaming with me, but playing with me. We're just it's pre pre patch launch like pre launch patch is what it's called where you're just kind of like getting ready for actual Shadowlands. Shadowlands isn't out yet, but there's some in like world shit that's going on that's related to the next expansion. So it's the prequel. Kinda. Right now it's really just like rare spawn farming where these rare spawns pop up every twenty minutes and you go to kill them to get like chances at gear. Most of the time they drop a currency where you can go and trade in for normal gear. So it's a really good thing. Like when I was streaming on the Scrubbers podcast uh the other day on the that ch- on our channel I was working on editing like panels for the Twitch stream and all that shit. It's really fun to just have in the background and then you you get the pop up where it's like, oh, this rare spawn spawned, so then you just run over there, kill it, and then you just wait. So right now that's not what the whole game's gonna be, but that's I my thing is MMOs are always more fun with a group of people. Right. And I think we got a pretty solid group for this Shadowlands coming out. I also didn't know that like I forgot that servers don't fucking matter in wow anymore you can just play with each other like you're on i'm on server a you're on server b but and like in in final fantasy 14 data centers like play a role in that too in wow it's just like fuck it everybody can just play together it's like a phase in phase out kind of method and uh i was i don't think me and uh red or zombie hunter on the same server but we're just playing together that's dope that's how it is yeah a lot of the leveling stuff, like, I was leveling on my warrior. I needed to level two more levels to get to max level. And WoW's just letting you go back to, like, old content and everything scaled to your current level. Like, I went back to Wrath of the Lich King shit, which is, like, I don't know, five, four or five expansions ago. And I just got to level through shit. And I got up to level 50, and now I'm max level ready for Shadowlands. So Sick. I don't know. We'll see how it goes. I don't know when that... I think Zombie Hunter said it releases on the 23rd is when Shadowlands comes out. So I'll be playing that. We'll see how it goes. Neat. I think I said it on the last podcast, but I want to reaffirm that Pokemon Stadium fucking cheats. I just want everyone to know that. Pokemon Stadium 100% cheats. So I had to counter the cheat with the cheat. So I just leveled... Like I was able to get uh, the Dodrio Game Tower, which I was able to beat all the Poke Cups and all that shit. 
And then, uh, so the final boss of normal mode of Pokemon Stadium is Mewtwo. It's a level 100 Mewtwo where you get to bring in six Pokemon, and he's fucking bonkers strong. So I went in there with my own Mewtwo that I got. I got a super lucky paralysis on him right off the bat from a Starmie. I brought my Mewtwo in, used Amnesia three times, and I got three fully paralyzed on him. And then just three-shotted him, and it was over. <laughs> it was so anti-fucking-climactic. And I was just like, all right, okay, I beat the game. So, but uh, I got Pokemon Stadium 2 in. And that just, like, Pokemon Stadium 2, much like the Generation 2 games, takes the previous generation just makes it better. Mm-hmm. Like, it, all the way around. But I do, something interesting that I looked up, the Game Boy Tower in Pokemon Stadium 2 you can't play Gen 2 games on the Game Boy Tower until you beat the Elite Four. Like, they make you play it. I think, from the reading that I read on Bulbapedia, it says that it's super easy to unlock the shit for Gen 1. They don't care about Gen 1. Okay. Uh, for But for Gen 2, you have to go through Round 2, which is hard mode of the game. And you have to do everything that you did to unlock it for Gen 1. But you can, from what it was reading, you can only play it once you beat the Elite Four on the cartridge. So, like, basically, you can only use the Dodrio Towers. And that you can use regular Game Boy Tower on those. But to use Dodrio and Doduo, you have to, basically, you, only the Kanto part for Gen 2 games. So. You mean the Johto think, part? No, 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 no. You have to beat... Johto and the Elite Four normally before you can unlock the Doduo or Dodrio Tower for a game cartridge for Gen 2. On the game cartridge, I have to beat the game before I can move my stuff You over. have to beat first Elite Four, which is the Johto to Elite Four. Okay. And then I think it lets you speed the game up for the Kanto stuff. Okay. And Elite Four 2.0. So... They really were like, we we don't want people to speed through these games anymore. We want people to like, I guess I have to double check it. I haven't unlocked it and shit like that. So, but no, I got my first Mercari Mercari uh, purchases. They all worked well, and uh, I'm happy to have Pokemon Stadium too. We're probably gonna stream some of that next week or this week. So sweet. But another thing that I was super fucking happy about, and it relates to Pokemon, was I did my first. Game Boy SP mod. I modded this to have a new shell. I got new buttons. I have an IPS screen that has the... I was able to solder the brightness control. This thing has 10 levels of brightness control on it. And it's great. I'm just going to let you... I don't know if the camera is going to focus right. But as you can see, every angle... Like with all the Game Boy SPs, you had to like look at it from a certain angle. But with this... Every angle, you can see this. And uh, let's go to the main screen. But, yeah, if you hit the pow- the the brightness button, you just have 10 levels of brightness. Tilt it up a little bit because the ring light. There you go. Yeah. So, as you can see, bright, 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 and then it drops back down. That's so, pretty sick. This thing is fucking dope. Uh, unfortunately, I found a Super Famicom shell right after i did this mod oh i was like that sucks so yeah and the buttons are like so you have your red and your yellow and then your trigger buttons are your blue and your green and when you close it it looks like a super famicom that's awesome and i'm just like fuck so 
I am in the I am looking because this was my personal SP, so this really didn't like come out of my pocket or anything. Mm-hmm. So I'm trying to find another SP. And I'm going to drop the money to do another mod. Nice. Because I really want to do that. And technically, like, most SPs you can find, Macari's selling a lot of them for around, like, 45 to 50 bucks, which is pretty good. Because I think the Cobalt and the Platinum ones, which are the most, most not recent, but the most common ones, are around $60, $65 loose is usually around that part. But to be honest with you, I just need the motherboard. I don't need the screen. I don't need the shell. I just need the working motherboard because I don't use the rest of it. If that makes sense. Does that make sense to you? Yes. Because I don't use the original screen because I'm replacing that. I don't use the shell. I don't use the buttons. I don't use yeah, no, even the sense. silicon pads. Like, So I'm trying to find just those, which that's, that's even harder than finding an SP because a lot of people aren't going to just sell the motherboard unless it's messed up. Like, it needs something. No, what I would do so, is I would just look for SPs that have broken screens. That's what I am looking for on Mercari. I might have to go to eBay, too. So I need to find ones where it's just, like, turns on but doesn't work on the screen, right. charges fine, all that stuff. Those are the ones I need to find. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, yeah, also, if you go to the my Twitter, uh, the pictures do it better justice than these webcams do. But the, the color looks a little bit better when you get closer. But because you were saying when I was doing it, my webcam wasn't picking up the color of the atomic purple shell that I did very well. It looked it didn't look great. And I'll be honest with you, it didn't look great. But the pictures look a lot better. Yeah. So, but no, I'm very happy. I've been playing Pokemon Crystal on it. Like it's it's great. I do. I will say because of the the higher quality screen, the battery life is not as good because it's using more power to give you a better brightness on your screen. So it does die a little bit quicker. Mm-hmm. I would also probably, this is an old battery. You can also buy batteries for like less than $10. You can buy and buy more of them. So I'll probably purchase one to, and compare them to see how it is. But it's not a cheap mod. Like if you're, let's, I was factoring it in last night. If you factor in $55 for an SP and then you factor in about $20 for your shell because the shells are about 15, but you got to factor in shipping. And then you have to factor in the IPS screen, which with shipping is about 60 bucks. You're looking at about $135 minimum to mod an SP. So I understand why like GameTrack charges or waits around until the $200 donation period. Because mm-hmm. these also, you, you want to make a profit off of these a little bit if you sell them. But uh, I understand it. it's not cheap. But if you're willing to drop the money for it, and get someone to mod it for you, they are 100% worth it. Yeah. They're super, super good. So if anyone wants to talk to me about that, I am, because I know GameTracks does more Game Boy Advance stuff. I have no problem opening something up and soldering and all that shit. Like, all I do is watch a YouTube. I was, I've was i been looking into Game Boy Color ones because I know Raijin Dragon's been wanting to get his Game Boy. Game Boy Color is easier than this one to do. I've also seen a mod that you can put a rechargeable rechargeable port on a Game Boy Color. That's crazy. And it's like a it's like a five dollar mod. It's not that hard. So, I I think I found if I can get so donate your broken SPs to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I that Super Famicom. I mean, anyone that listens to this podcast knows that Super Nintendo is my fucking jam, and Game Boy Advance was just a portable Super Nintendo. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, I'm very happy with those. 
Another thing I would say is I did Twitch channel updates for Scrubverse. Things they look, look a little bit better. Good. We got uh, we updated our description to be a little bit less like vanilla, is what I'll say. Mm-hmm. Gives a little bit of history of how we met. We also put a disclaimer that this is intended for mature audiences only. We also have that setting set up. I believe if you're underage and you try to watch this stream, you have to like put your age in or something like that. I don't know how it goes. I'm old, so that shit don't work for me anymore. But uh, we got those, our personal Twitch uh, links on there. We got shit for Mega Visions and all that stuff, too. I think it looks pretty good. Hell, yeah. I'm happy with it. So anyone that's curious, we don't, we're not going to do channel alerts uh, on, this, on our channel because we use the video for clips, and we use the audio as a backup just in case things don't work with our main source. So uh, we are looking into maybe with Nightbot or Streamlabs to if you sub, well, once we hit affiliate, which we're going to soon, if you sub or follow or donate or something, we're going to have something in the chat to at least notify people there instead of on screen. So, And then the last thing I wanted to talk about is I accidentally bought a new headset. How do you accidentally buy a new headset? So I want to go, I'm going to pull this up for people on the stream. We're going to show exactly the headset I bought. Like I accidentally uh, clicked buy now and entered my credit card information and my security information. Hey, let me tell my story, sir. (laughs) So so I purchased the new Steel, uh, Steel Series. I have their mouse. They're very good gaming peripherals. I bought the... The Arctis 7P wireless headset. It is a wireless gaming headset for PlayStation 4, PlayStation 5, PC, Nintendo Switch, and Android. It's a lossless 2.4 gigahertz wireless audio design for ultra-low latency gaming. Discord certified clearcast bi-directional, or bi-directional microphone. Here's stunning detail on all next-gen games. And it has a 24-hour battery life. And uh, so I was like, I put it in a cart. It's 150 bucks. It's a little pricey, but it is the best gaming headset on the market right now. And the whole thing, the whole reason I bought it, you see this cable. I run over this cable so fucking much. And luckily, I have the Hyperkin, uh, I think it's the Hyperkin uh, headset. It's about 100 bucks when I bought it. I think they're like 60 now. That's a Hyperkin headset? Yes, this is a Hyperkin headset. The same uh Scotty ended up buying this one as well. Like from the shitty retro gaming people Hyperkin. No, Hyper maybe it's Hyperlink. Hold on. Hyperlink. Hyper maybe it's just HyperX. It's HyperX, my bad. Okay. HyperX gaming. Yeah. Uh this was about I think it's the HyperX Cloud 2. Yeah, this is what I have. This might be a newer version, but I might have the Cloud 1. Uh, it's a very good headset. I'm very happy with it, but it's wireless or it's wired and I keep running over the wire and I mean, I've ran over this wire for fucking years and it still hasn't, it's a braided cable and all that shit. So it's a very good headset, but so I put this, you have to log in to get this web exclusive price. So I logged in and all that stuff. They gave me a 10% coupon. So when I got to the car, even with shipping, it was $145. So I'm like, shit, that's not bad. Deal. That's not a bad deal. Like, and then, uh, so I went in there. I was like, I want to see how much it's going to be. So I clicked the PayPal button and it just went, thank you for your purchase. And I went, oh, oh, <laughs> uh, I was like, okay, I guess I bought it. <laughs> so <laughs> I did not know that it was the PayPal cl- one button click buy. 
Like, I thought it was just like putting it in. And it's going to be like, this is your final summary before you hit pay now. Now, it said, thank you for your purchase. Here's your order number. And I'm just like, oh, okay. <laughs> but I have the PayPal credit. So it was over 100 bucks, So I could pay this off in six months and not have to worry. About it. I mean, if anything, I'll just pay the money. But yeah, that should be coming in on Tuesday. And I'm very excited. They said... I wanted to talk about the headphone. So there's two options. I got the there's a white version and a black version. I don't trust myself with the white version. It's I feel like I'm gonna get it dirty very very quickly. So I went with the black version. What are you gonna do? Go mudding with it? It's you're in your office all day. It doesn't matter, man. Like you know how many times like you might have something on your hand and a white like you might touch it or something. I don't I don't like white systems. I have a white Xbox One S. And that's because I got it for free. Well, that's, that's the only that's reason I have racist. it. No, it's the... <laughs> Fuck those white people. No. <laughs> uh, but no, I wanted to talk about... So 24-hour battery life is like... That's that's good. Ridiculous. Super good. It comes with a rechargeable USB-C. And it has a USB-C adapter. Like, that's the receiver. So it can go into your... I have a Google Pixel, which the charging port is USB-C. So I could use it in my head, um, in my phone if I wanted to. But the microphone, I wanted to find it. Where is it? ClearCast noise canceling microphone. It is a retractable Discord certified ClearCast microphone. Uses a bi-directional design. The same used by aircraft carrier deck crews for superior noise cancellation, making your voice and making your voice sound clear and natural. That's crazy. So I'm I'm curious. I'm gonna check the microphone when I get it to see how it is, but. This is going to be my first wireless headset, so this is going to be interesting. I should get this on Tuesday. <laughs> I also like to. It's compatible with the Google Stadia controller. So, <laughs> Is that a positive? Uh, uh, Sounds like a liability. Is this a, is this a paid advertisement? You wish. <laughs> I wish it was. So <laughs> that would be amazing. But no, uh, I will give my thoughts on this headset next week when we do our next podcast. So. But yeah, that's how I accidentally bought a headset. <laughs> yeah, when I hit the button, I went, oh, I was laying in bed because like I don't you're supposed to get in your bed and not be on your phone. But I 100 percent get on my phone and it was like two in the morning. I just went, oh, and I looked over at my wife and she was sleeping. I was like, oh, so <laughs> that's a that's a Christmas gift for me is what that is. <laughs> yeah, it works on Nintendo Switch, too. So I'll test all of it. I won't I'm not going to do a video or anything like that, but. I'll give my review on the podcast. Just uh, So it works on PlayStation 5, which I can't test that. I'll test it on the PlayStation 4. I'll test it on PC. I'll test it on the, I'll test it on the Switch. I'll test it on my Android phone. And fuck Google Stadia. So <laughs> I have Google Stadia. You should, uh, you should send it to me so I can do the, uh, the full review. Or, or if I can just tell you that it's good, you'll buy it. <laughs> so- <laughs> no, I, uh, I have an aversion to most wireless products that me too me too and it's not because like i think that they're bad or anything it's just that i have the worst sense of responsibility in charging everything like uh, i charge things too much no i'm the opposite i don't charge things enough like the last four days i've only been charging my phone just enough to get at 20 percent, and then i wonder why all my shit's dead so fair enough (laughs) that's my life that's my story that I'm sticking to it. Sticking so. to it. And then the package contents. That's what I was like. I was like, is this thing rechargeable? Do I, I don't know why I thought that. I was like, this thing better be rechargeable. It's 100% rechargeable. And I USB-C is so good. I'm so happy with USB-C. Why would you so. ask that question? 
I didn't see it right away. Like I, this was before I bought it too, and I was like, "This does have like recharge reach." Because knowing my luck, I'd buy it and be like, "Oh, this thing takes batteries," and I'm like, "What the you know, fuck?" Sometimes I think you have boomer brain. I mean, kind of sometimes. Yeah. But there are different tiers too. Like basically, the one I bought is in the middle. The wired ones, the Arctis one for PlayStation, I guess. That one's fifty bucks if you're looking for a uh what do you call that? Not frugal. Budget. Budget version, yeah. So I don't know, we'll see how it goes. So Dope. God damn. The pro version is three hundred and thirty dollars. <laughs> That's crazy. What does that have? All right. Anyway, never mind. Uh it looks like it has high res speaker drivers. Otherwise, it has Bluetooth. Maybe oh okay maybe it doesn't have a receiver it just works off of Bluetooth. Okay. The one I bought has a receiver that you need to play, which is good because surprisingly enough my PC rig doesn't have a Bluetooth adapter. Like I had one, I had a USB one, but I accidentally broke it. So technically my PC doesn't have US or Bluetooth capabilities. So, but we'll see how it is. And that's basically my week. Our first news article is the next-gen consoles have new campfire campfire feature built in. You fucker. Is this the first time you're reading the docket? Oh, my God. I didn't read the... I, I, read, I read the bullet points. I don't read the fucking title. <laughs> so. All right, ladies and gentlemen, and everybody in between, it's console launch week, which means that many fans are now opening and starting up their new hardware. While for the, while for the most part, the PlayStation 5 and Xbox Series X debut seems to be going well, However, some fans are reporting issues with their brand spanking new $500 consoles. Users took to Twitter to comment on the issues they, they've they been experiencing, like Giant Bomb's Jeff Gersman, who says his PS5 forces a repair on the external drive when putting the console into rest mode while playing Spider-Man Miles Morales. He also states that whenever booting the game out of rest mode results in a, bl- a pitch black screen requiring him to power cycle the console. Angry Centaur Gaming reports that his PS5 is 100% dead, having issues when trying to rebuild the storage on the drives. Dreamcast Guy took to Twitter and YouTube showing that the Xbox Series X failed to boot out of the box, requiring him to power cycle and perform typical IT remedies to get it to load. Other problems consumers have faced include screen artifacts, odd noises on boot up, overheating, crashes mid-game, controller disconnects, and more. One of the more common issues seemed to be the Series X disk drive failing to take disks, with some users brute forcing their disk into the console, which is something that we here at Scrubverse do not recommend that you do. These issues harken back to the problems that the Xbox 360 had with the legendary Red Ring of Death, causing upwards of 50% of consoles to fail. The critical error ended up costing Microsoft over $1 billion in the long run to fix. The core problem that caused the issue... Poor heat management and a tight space caused components to overheat, which prompted the 360's redesign. Microsoft hasn't acknowledged the disk issue specifically, but is encouraging users to check out their devices and troubleshoot problems on their official page. Uh, the first thing I saw was people are like, my system's smoking. And then I saw right afterwards, like people are like, they just vaped into their fucking thing, man. <laughs> like, Yeah. But what's, what's interesting is like one of the users who talked about doing that, it was just like, yeah. So I vaped into my, my console and then it just kept on smoking and smoking and smoking. I didn't understand why. Well, apparently when they opened up the series X, like the original Xbox 360, 
all the parts are very tightly pushed mm-hmm. into the the series x so it overheats a little bit and then it's it's really hard for other like foreign elements or foreign agents to get out of the console itself so that's why it looks like it's vaping for a long period of time well that just shows too poor airflow too mm-hmm. because if there was good airflow that shit would just fly right out so. Which I'm surprised because I was under the impression that the airflow, there's other extra airflow ports coming from the lower back portion, and then it shoots out and up. So They might not be strong enough. Well, clearly. <laughs> As we can see, yeah. I mean, uh, people were talking about how their PS5s are overheating and causing auto crashes, and it's because of the, the I think it was like the variable heating or the variable cooling system that they have. Because... Um, I I don't remember the the exact words, but like Sony obviously approached the the PlayStation Five differently. It's a variable something, and it has to do with like the way that the CPU and the GPU like operate. And I, I want to say it's like the variable power source and where the power is going, whether you're putting in like extra work onto the GPU versus the. Uh, the CPU and where the power source is going in and how the cooling is working. It's a whole bunch of like technical mumbo jumbo jargon that I haven't bothered looking up in about six months. So I don't give a shit right now, but I'm happy that this is all happening to all you little fuckers out there because on just... Thursday on Thursday. Oh, I'm pissed <laughs> on Thursday. I tried going out, not going out. I tried ordering the PlayStation five online on Walmart Walmart had four fucking times that you could order the PlayStation 5 at 12 o'clock, at 3 o'clock, at 6 o'clock, and at 9 o'clock. And every single time I go to load the page, and I had the bitch in my cart. I loaded up my financial information and everything. I literally tried clicking confirm my purchase, and every single fucking time it's just like, oops, we lost the contents of your cart. You're going to have to put it back in there. And then when you click on it, it says it's sold out. So fuck y'all. Fuck all y'all. Sounds I'm salty. like the 3080. I'm salty. Yeah, it's just like the 3080. It's just, But you want to know why this is worse than the 3080? Because it made me do it four fucking times. Okay? <laughs> I, was, I love it. I was pulled on a fucking string. Like, they put the carrot in front of me, and they were just like, yo, dance, bitch. That's, that's what this shit is. And boy, did you dance. I danced like a motherfucker. It was, it was terrible. Chris Powell did the same fucking thing. I'm glad he didn't get his. Because I... You're a spiteful bitch. I am a spiteful <laughs> motherfucker. Fuck that shit. I mean, this will go into uh, like some of our questions, because I did look at our, some of our questions. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I Am I surprised? No. I knew there were going to be some kind of problems with these systems. Every single console... Since Gen, what are we at? Gen nine now? Gen eight? I think I think we're at Gen nine, Gen eight. I don't Maybe. remember. Nah. Ever since like the the three sixty has had issues at launch where there's some sort of failure. PS three is having the the yellow light of death, the red ring of death coming out of fucking uh, the the Xbox three sixty. I was gonna say that PS three got overlapped because of the three sixty one. Mm-hmm. The um. The PS4 having issues at launch. I had issues with my uh, my Xbox One. The their UI is absolutely terrible, and it would freeze up all the fucking time. Oh, I had to my my base model of PS4. I had to open it up and 
basically the heat sink plate was not pushed down far like hard enough on the hard drive or wherever it was dispersing the heat mm-hmm. and you had to add like extra like fucking plastic little circle I, I don't know what you call them washers and I had to put those on there and because mine would overheat and wouldn't even boot I put those on there and for the last four years I've had no problems with that base model it's crazy yeah but I don't know I mean don't, Fuck I don't purchase shit at launch anyway so I'm waiting Fuck them. <laughs> I wait till my shit's fixed. So, again, I I saw one thing that made me laugh. It was uh, someone was playing Demon Souls, and it was I guess they were it was the spider that was shooting like lava out of its asshole or whatever mm-hmm. it was, and it was like I paid five hundred dollars for this experience, and they just <laughs> ran up, stabbed it, and then ran off, and then ran up, stabbed it, and then ran off. Well, the entire thing is like he's trying to do the hit and run tactic, and then as yeah. he kills, he it, probably doesn't have the item that like lets him beat it really. Well, easily. no, not even. So when you kill that enemy, it blows up, and all the lava oh. like spreads out, and so he ran away. He thought he was far enough to get away from it, and no, like right at the tip, the lava hits him. It deals like incredible amounts of damage kills him in one mm. shot it was beautiful fuck that kid i want to play salty, Souls. You're such a you're such a salty bitch i hate it i hate it so fucking much i love it i'm reveling in all of this <laughs> <laughs> all right tell me more about fucking time to talk about my favorite guilty gear fighting game coming up uh, I legitimately forgot what we were talking about. <laughs> yep. uh, Guilty Gear Strive Developer's Backyard number four is out. A new Developer's Backyard formally introduces newcomers Giovanna and Nagori Yuki, along with providing some background lore and pointers on the character execution. Uh, Giovanna is a Brazilian native who is currently a special operations officer in service to the President of the United States. Uh, often coming off as lazy, rude, or irreverent, Giovanna seems uncouth in her actions, but her playstyle, however, dictates the exact opposite as she specializes in aggressive close-range rushdown gameplay. Uh, she's recommended for new players to get used to the Guilty Gear Strive's new combat system, including new mechanics that increases her damage output as well as her tension gauge. Uh, Nagori Yuki is a massive vampire samurai from Nigeria. Go ahead, take all that in. Uh, he's described as a noble vampire samurai whose vampiric blade deals devastating blows. He's a clearly slow and methodical power hitter with elements very similar to Hakumin of the Blaze Blue series. His unique abilities is the ability to cancel specials into each other, allowing for strong damage and pressure on hit confirm. However, the only drawback, or I shouldn't say the only drawback, but the drawback is managing his blood gauge, which fills every single time that you execute specials. Shinigori Yuki's gauge fill completely he goes into a blood rage where he is unable to use special moves and takes damage over time. That said, normal attacks see a rapid increase in range and gives him access to exclusive overdrives. Nagori Yuki seems to be driven more towards experienced fighting game veterans who are looking to be rewarded with a more mechanic depth style of play. Uh, learning to manage his unique gauges and push, uh, knowing when to push for the blood rage. Uh, a lot of time and focus was also put towards answering questions on how the online ranking system will work. The main pointers are as follows. Uh, the ranking system has been completely reworked. Instead of having a ranked mode, there are now separate online lobbies that you can enter once you hit certain skill level caps. There's also another lobby available where no skill restrictions apply. The reason for foregoing the traditional ranking system is to prevent players from avoiding fights uh, to preserve their rank or their win-loss ratio. 
instead of being given a specific rank, you are eligible to enter certain lobbies that are curtailed to your abilities. Continuing to perform well will give you access to the upper echelons of the lobby system until you reach the lobby where the top 1% players can enter. This premier lobby requires a player to maintain a competitive record within a certain time frame. Inactivity will push you out of the big leagues. There is also a new lobby overworld coming in the next closed beta, which is due out in January. Expect it to be more organized by denoting players if they are battle ready in a fixed position on the screen. Crossplay will not be available for console and PC out the box, but Arc System Works is looking to make that feature available sometime in the future. Okay. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's just more things coming in. Uh, the game's coming out in April, so a lot of people have questions when it comes like the big thing, the big news that had come out outside of like new character reveals was ranked lobbies. There is no more ranked system, so. You can't walk around and say, oh, I'm rank, like for me, myself, I'm rank 27 in Guilty Gear or I'm rank 40 or I'm rank 36. Because what will end up happening is that people are afraid to play against people who are of a lower rank. Because if I play somebody who is equal rank to me, I don't run the risk of being demoted. Meanwhile, right. if I put myself out there and I go against somebody who's like rank 17 or rank 9, I can get demoted like three or four steps and then all those hours that it took me to rank all the way up is now out the window and especially when there's not a lot of people playing at the time i am stuck uh scouring for new players to to go up against they're trying to motivate people to play ranked again because what ends up happening is that only the competitive players will play ranked and then people who are afraid of playing against superior players just stop playing ranked and then they go into the regular lobbies where they can just be a shit all fucking day uh now it's going to be once you hit a certain skill level you just stay in that lobby and it's expected that everyone that you play against is either going to be equal above or below by a margin so i think that that's a really positive way of managing the skills or the the What's... lobby system What's stopping a fucking top tier player just to go into a low lobby and fucking everybody's day up? They're not allowed. They're not permitted. So once you, oh, it just won't let them won't in let there. them in. So I mean, like you can go into regular lobbies, like traditional lobbies, just sit down and fuck yeah, somebody yeah, yeah. up. But when you're going into like the quote unquote ranked lobbies, you are not permitted to go into a lobby that's below your skill level. So gotcha. it's kind of like you could always go one above, one below. But outside of that, you're not yeah. permitted to go anything f any further than that. So, yeah, Nagur, how you say his name? Nagori Yuki. Nagori Yuki. That blood rage mechanic seems really cool. The blood gauge and his blood, yeah, blood rage state. That seems really cool to uh, like when you need to maximize that and all that stuff. Mm -hmm. That'd be pretty cool. Uh, some people was like, well, I'm sure they can with Smurf accounts. So. Zombie Hunter, I don't know how much you know about the way that fighting games are usually managed. These games are not free. And usually when you go to play online, it's tied to a certain account. So unless you want to be playing, paying $60 a year for all of your Smurf accounts to play against shitty characters or shitty players. <laughs> and then also unlocking... You got bigger problems. Yeah, you got, you got bigger problems than that. Giovanna, she looks really cool, and she's like a break dancer kind of too in her attack. Yeah, so she reminds me a lot of like a KOF character, and what a lot of people were. She reminds me of Duck King. Duck King? <laughs> yeah, uh, you don't remember him from KOF? No, I'm thinking more like King or some shit like that. No, I don't. I don't remember uh, Duck King. 
Oh, hold on. But a lot uh, of people KOF. were wondering if she was going to be like a stance change character where she has like her regular attacks and then mm. she's got her dog and her dog is also active in some of her attacks. You can like, pet that dog. Oh, I know who yeah, this Duck is. King. Yeah, you yeah, know Duck yeah. King. He's the break dancer. Yeah. I think he was on Terry. I don't know whose team he was he on. He was not on Terry's team. I want to say he that was, he was like what... one of the South American teams. He looks like he would might have been. There. Yeah. Yeah. But nonetheless, fucking she they they shot that shit in the ground. She's not going to be a stance change. So there's probably different modes that she she's not like um Leo Whitefang where he he like switches stances in order to like whether he's facing forward or facing backwards. It's not going to be like that. So I guess like yeah. all the moves that they were showing off where she's just like regular punches and kicks, that's going to be your your punch and kick button and like slashes hard slashes. That's when the dog comes out and does stupid shit. So they said this one is uh this character is probably really good for new players because it's just like get you into the game kind of teach you. That's that's what I'm reading here. Yeah, is, she's uh, she's very unga bunga, I guess you can say. Not not in What? Unga bunga. So <laughs> I don't know what that means. Unga bunga is just like raw power, raw speed. Leo Whitefang is the is the epitome, like the class definition of what an unga bunga character is. Uh, an- I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like it at all, sir. Uh, I don't like it. <laughs> I mean, if you, <laughs> I get it, I get it. No, 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 I get it. That doesn't mean I like it. So, <laughs> if if unga bunga in fighting games, uh, I, where where are we? Where are we? Unga bunga terms are used to describe the gorilla archetype in fighting games. So, I mean, I guess Zangief also falls into that uh that um range, soul bad guy, no, bedman. Uh No, sir, I don't like it. <laughs> <laughs> They're just like hard-hitting grapplers that do stupid shit. So There's better names. <laughs> there are better names than that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. That's cool, though. I like how they're keeping up and still telling everybody what's going on with the game. I mean, so far, the game looks like it's totally different from when it was reported on back when it first, like, the first developer's backyard. Yeah. I mean, obviously. I think that's a good thing. Yes. Especially since, like, the the backlash that they got when the closed beta came oh, out. Oh, yeah. That was, that was real bad. The com- You were right there in it, too. Yeah. The, that lobby is not good. That's exactly. See, you go unga bunga with Urian in in Third Strike. It's it's just the term, man. I li- <sighs> why right. why don't you like it? Why don't you like it, Corey? I'm not. I'm, nope. Not nope. <laughs> not going to. No, no. uh, I look at the I had, Warrior I had, 64. <laughs> I had to sit through your fucking your your tube steak icebreaker. Nope. Tell me why you don't like the term unga bunga. I don't like it. It doesn't. It sounds racist. <laughs> I don't like it. <laughs> I'm allowed to not like things. So anyway, our next story is we are going to take a little delve dive, whatever you call it into the warrior 64. So a newcomer in the quest to get high quality video output for the N64 has come center stage marketed as the best and cheapest way to play the N64 on an HDMI output in tech gaming successfully kickstarted the warrior 64 with both rgb support along with 4.3 and 16.9 aspect ratios at 720p 
The new console looks something that came out of an old Star Trek episode with a slick futuristic design and a controller very similar similar to the Retro Fighters Retro Fighters Brawler 64. I have some input on that, but the Warrior 64 is compatible with both versions of NTSC carts, expanding the potential libraries of its user users. You also had the option to purchase the cheaper DIY package where you received the Warrior 64 shell along with the components to transfer the hardware of the N64 to the new body and mod the system for HDMI support. Now, during the production of the console, retro gaming figureheads Retro RGB and Metal Jesus remained skeptical as Intech Gaming claimed the Warrior 64 is on par with the Ultra 64 HDMI quality. Ultra 64 is the premier output solution for anyone attempting to find the best video quality for the N64 on a modern television. It's also the most expensive and technical option available, with DIY options starting at $150 USD and full consoles reaching almost $450 USD. Well, it seems those concerns rang true because the Warrior 64 fails in comparison of the Ultra 64. It appears that the level height cable soldered directly into the RGB output is what gives it, I guess, its good output levels uh, that they're claiming. Intech Gaming responses was laughable at best with a quote, We'll get to it after the Kickstarter, screwing over the thousands of backers who already paid for the Kickstarter and were promised a video quality that is nothing as described. As it stands, the Ultra 64 is still the best solution for the time being, at least until Mr. Game gains N64 support. I, first of all, thought this was really fucking cool. I was about to back it, but then, like, I started seeing the other shit, and I'm just like, mm, I don't know about this yet. I just don't know yet. I found out about this, I think, after the Kickstarter had already gone off. And I, I'm not going to lie. I'm, I'm a fucking edgelord. I love the fucking look of it. I think it looks bad. Oh, I do too. It comes in two colors. It's got the atomic green and gray, like see-through mm-hmm. colors. I think it's dope. I don't like the look of that controller. The, the, from what they say, the controller. So I wouldn't necessarily say it's exactly like the, the retro fighters. However, I think there might be a hoary controller that is very similar to that. And actually works fairly well this controller specifically so this, this one is the retro fighter that's the retro fighter one this one looks a little bit more smushed in and i think the hori so looks like a saturn controller the the hori controller is very similar in mind it's, which it's close makes sense because this was compared to some of the top tier third-party controllers mm-hmm. so so the way that the the warrior 64 operates is that it is actually a motherboard of an N64 that's ripped out from the regular shell, and then you put it into whatever this new shell is. And that has, like, the little opening for the fucking the HDMI port that's connected to the RGB. The problem is, is that they're using what seems to be the level height cable. Level height cable is a very cheap solution for HDMI. When Metal Jesus was doing his video, he said that those colors, like the reds and shit like that, I can't tell because I'm colorblind, but the the reds and the greens were very, very saturated. I could tell like everything else. It's not as clear. It's very, very blurry. The The overall quality seems like it's darker. It just does not look like a good product by any means. Like it's, it's, it's really ugly looking. So... 
the what are your alternatives? It's either you drop $150 on a very difficult solder for the for the Ultra 64 or you could just buy one or you invest into Mr. which I'm almost positive that Mr. now has N64 support. So I mean I have no idea what Mr. is. So Mr. Uh, Red Jaguar was telling me about this. Mr. is a actual FPGA raspberry pi that supports multiple different systems it's open source and over time people have been working on different console support for mister so there's no input delay everything works at the same speed as the original consoles operate at um it's it's a very interesting very impressive alternative to all that bullshit I mean, as you can see, like they're showing the differences between the Hyperkin products that are available, which I don't even think that the Hyperkin answer for the N64 has been released yet. Uh, and then they so. compare it to the, the to the Warrior 64. Even the Hyperkin colors look better than the Warrior 64. And Hyperkin is a fucking garbage dumpster fire company. So, Yeah. There's still not a real answer for the N64 when it comes to moving shit up to uh, HDMI. He, they were even showing, like, RetroTINK has composite cable and RGB SCART uh, adapters. And when we were doing the, the Super, Super Mario 64 race, I was using the RGB SCART. I have a European or a reformatted European N64 that supports SCART. And it looked way better than any of the bullshit that's up here right now. Like right here, this is the Ultra HDMI. Look at that. That that's that's gorgeous. This garbage. Get that shit out of my face. I mean, I run through an HDMI upscaler box that cost me fifteen dollars. So <laughs> Okay. Does it look like I mean, that? I'm not I mean it looks like it did. It like it looks like it did back in the day. So Okay. Oh, he's talking about some kind of box here. What is it? A retro link? That's the RetroTINK uh, Retro composite. That, so that's the company that I was talking about. So I have the, the RGB SCART variation of that because R gotcha. RGB comes in a lot more like vibrant. I will say the Warrior 64 looks better than the RetroTINK Mini. Slightly. What, in not, like, terms not of a whole frame lot. rate or what? Uh, just smoothness of the edges and color was slightly better. The retro tink has multiple settings on it. So I don't know what setting that fucking metal Jesus right. had it on, but I'm not a fan of that controller at all. You don't like it. I do not like it. I don't like a D pad in the middle. Uh, I do not like a D pad in the middle at all. I don't know the, the Hori controllers that that thing was based off of was made with super smash brothers in mind. So, uh, pros, I will say, I like the design. I like the design of the system itself. Mm -hmm. I do like that. I like that it plays Japanese and American carts, like North American carts. That's cool. I don't have to have two separate N64s. But directly lie... Not, well, first of all, they are not being 100% truthful with the description and then saying, we'll take care of it once the Kickstarter's done. I'm just like... That seems like shitty business practices to me. Well, I don't disagree with what you're saying, but I can understand the lack of 
initiative to immediately jump in and try to fix the situation. Uh, you don't know how much time was spent trying to find the solution that they already came to, right? Mm -hmm. And again, the Ultra HDMI solution is very, very expensive. Like you're talking about whatever whatever components that they're using. Also, very, time and production. Like it's the the idea of the Warrior sixty four is that it's made to be easy for anyone to do the DIY. Like mm -hmm. they go step by step. Like I could do to, this DIY. Yes. <laughs> like it's 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 supposed to be entry level it's not supposed to be intermediate it's supposed to be entry level whereas the ultra hdmi or the ultra 64 is supposed to be near that that advanced level soldering job or whatever now i don't know what all is involved with doing the the ultra hdmi but i've always heard that it was difficult and i've always heard that if you wanted the the n64 already outfitted with ultra h or ultra 64 hdmi solutions it was going to run you quite a bit of money. So mm -hmm. I, to me, I it's mean, like you, you get what you pay for. Right. I mean, if you're interested in this, uh, at the time of this recording, there was four days, there's four days left on this Kickstarter. And if you want to drop 150 bucks on, I guess it's a system that's already ready to go 150 bucks and you get an extra controller. Mm -hmm. So it's not too bad. If this is something you're interested in, I personally would not want the DIY kit. Cause I don't want to mess up my old, N my own, my personal N64. Like I want to keep that. No, I mean, this is cool. And I, it was almost an insta buy for me until I saw the cons of it. And I'm like, cons in this one are kind of outweighing the pros in my idea. Yeah. I mean, if anything, if you look, I mean, and I yeah I do know that a lot of games didn't use the D pad, but it's the principle of the matter. There are games that do use the D pad, and not having something like having it in the middle is is goofy to me. I don't like the design of that controller at all, and I like stupid fucking design controllers. Mm -hmm. So, <laughs> but I don't know. I'm good with what I have right now. It's good enough for me. The scart stuff that you show me though does look really good. Yeah. I, I I'm very happy with with that purchase. Um, I think the next thing that I go for, definitely probably Mister. It's which sucks because I was I was gearing up to do an unboxing for the Poly Mega this week because I was supposed to get it, <laughs> and then they pushed it back to February twenty first. Apparently, Damn. there's like some bullshit going on with Walmart and their distributions. They already had all the consoles out and ready to go, and it just went to shit but again this is polymega that we're talking about they've had issues communicating with their fan base for the last like two years people thought that it wasn't going to fucking happen until they came out with a video showing saturn games running on it mm. a few major figureheads within the retro community like verified it and they sat there and like okay yeah that shit that shit's real it works, it works. it's legit it's actually pretty fucking good so I think the F the Mr. FPGA will disappoint less than the Polymega. Uh I mean maybe, probably. I'm before I go into Mr. and there's already like enough reason for me to like invest into it, but I want to see more support. And I know that it already has a lot of support and I can just do a software patch to get more support on the Mr. but it's it's near $500. Like it's it's that also isn't a, a cheap alternative, as well. 
I do have to say that this green Warrior 64 console just looks... I get Xbox vibes so hard off of it. Like that yeah. that special edition Xbox the Halo one, one? That came out. Yeah. Yeah, the one that's all green. Yeah, that's what it looks like to me. So, no, nah, I mean, like I said, it was almost an insta-buy until I started researching it a bit more, which I'm glad I did. So, but yeah. I mean, shit, they got $41,000 already of their 30,000 gold. They already got the money. So hopefully yeah. they're going to take whatever. Fuck y'all, we got the money. <laughs> hopefully they turn around with whatever this bullshit is. They go back to the drawing board and they fix it. You know, yeah. maybe things will work out. We'll see. I mean, 150 bucks isn't that bad if you think about it. I mean, but I, yeah, I agree. <laughs> That's all we got for the news. All right, moving on to questions. As a reminder, if you want to drop questions to us, you can hit us up on Twitter. You can hit us up in the Discord. That's the best place to do so. Uh, and you can email us at scrubversepodcast at gmail.com. Those are the three places to hit us up, but the best place to do so is always Discord. Anyway. If you're listening if you're listening to this podcast, go to our Twitter. I have pinned a tweet that has our Discord invite link there. Yes, and you can also scroll below. There you go. Anyway, uh, Mr. Haru, VTuber extraordinaire, asks... You say his name just to piss me off every time. I do. <laughs> I do. I definitely do that. Uh, as the two heads of Scrubverse, what would your advice be to someone who doesn't feel like their creative works are appreciated? I find myself still feeling like I can't break away from comparing my works to others. And while I don't want to be that guy who only cares about numbers, it's hard to put your heart and soul into something or something out there ready for others to see only to have little fanfare. I was very when I saw this question, I almost answered it, started answering it, but I was like, I need to hold off because I have a a lot of things I want to talk about on this. So, why don't you go first? Okay. Uh, so first things first, you have some kind of fans. It doesn't matter if you have a million fans. It doesn't matter if you have one fan. Embrace all the fans that you have. I had a real bad problem when I started streaming and when I just started creating content that I didn't launch up to the YouTubers that I liked levels. I didn't get up there and I'm just like, oh, well, I don't want to do it. Like this is you stick with it. You have people that enjoy your stuff. You got to keep doing it. You have. I mean, it's the same with our streams. You can admit this, too. If you're not streaming, then your channel's not going to grow. I mean, you always and I've always had. I've always thought, too, whenever you stream, have a goal for each stream, whether it be like, let's try and grab two followers tonight or make sure to talk to every person that comes into your stream. Anyone, I mean, shit, if someone listening with Haru, I'm assuming that it's either like his uh, fan fictions or his podcasts or his remixes of music, uh, you got one person that listens to it. Like, that's a huge thing. Like someone like we listen to his remixes, like his remixes are fucking amazing. But you can't let your head get in it. You got to keep just fucking pushing forward and doing it. Don't look at the numbers. This comes from Game Tracks. Because I had a real bad problem with this. You had it too. Once we turn that viewer count off on our channels, it makes things more fluid. And it makes you not get discouraged. Because it's not about the numbers. I mean, even if you have five people watching, imagine if there were five physical people in your office watching you play a video game. That's amazing. So that's kind of my input on that. This probably speaks more to like the fan fiction side of of Haru. Um, 
Stephen King, when he first got started, he would write his book and then he would send it out to the publishers and they would come back and reject it. And so what mm. Stephen King would do is he would take that manuscript, he would file it away, and then he'd work on his next, next book. And then he'd send that out to the publishers and then send out his first book to the publishers. Those would get rejected. And as they're getting rejected, he's working on his next product. Uh, and there was other people that knew what the fuck he was doing and what the fuck he was writing and shit like that. He had a small following within his community. And then eventually when he blew the fuck up, everything else that he worked on had eyes on it. Uh, you just got to keep on. Now he's got all this backlog. <laughs> now he's got all this backlog that you got to start sifting through and whatever. But th the point is, is that don't stop doing what you're doing and creating what you're creating. Fucking the, the way that I was within the last two, three months that I've been streaming since I've come back since late August, early September, compared to when I was streaming back in what last year. A, a year, year ago, a year and a half, completely different. Completely different. Completely different. I I see, like I when I see your channel, it's completely different. Like before, I used to say, "Oh, I'm not, I'm friend. not a streamer. Like I I don't do streaming now. Like I've completely changed the way my persona, um, the way that I act. I feel, I do things more naturally, and it's worked out in the long run. I've gotten more followers. I've gotten, I've actually gotten subscribers out of it. I've gotten my my dedicated people that show up like red jaguar and haru shows up every now and then in h2o i mean like we're boys so that's the reason why he shows up i've had other people that i don't know i've never seen their fucking face stumble and they show up and that shit's dope that shit's dope mm -hmm. dope as fuck and it's not going Same to be I did the perler bead stuff it's not going to be something that automatically comes you have to keep on showing up and you'll just fucking get lucky and sometimes other people will show up and help you through it. I mean, I'm having people show up constantly from Raijin and Real Mama and GTGG just made me a fucking mod. You have to fucking network. You have to keep on networking with people. You have to. You can't. Oh, and here's the thing, too. You you need to network to make friends. Mm -hmm. You don't need to network to network, if that makes sense. I think that makes sense. You, you have like, to find people that you can sit there and be comfortable and be like, I can fuck with this dude. We could talk business, but I can fuck with this dude. I can also chill with your community. Exactly. And that has been like the biggest benefit to me. My first month coming back in August, I had five followers. My next month of coming back after that, I had 16 followers. Uh, it's it's November or in October or November, I'm like plus up 30 or 40 or however many that I've gotten. And subs. I'm not even streaming and I'm getting fucking followers because I get it through shout outs. People know who the fuck I Same. am and they're just yeah. like, yo, I'm a follow that dude. I was in Eddie Forte's channel the other day. Some chick was yep. just like, Same oh here. shit, that's anti Chris. I'm going to go fucking follow him. He's the shit. They know who the fuck I am because I've been doing joint streams with people like Final Boss and whooping his ass in blaze blue and like, oh shit, this kid's got hands. <laughs> and I'm in Ryzen, so I'm constantly dropping that fucking retro knowledge. And then I'm in Real Mama Eagle stream and I'm whipping her ass in Mario Kart 8. You know, you're constantly oh, always reaching out. Did you out. join it? Did you join that tournament? I haven't joined the tournament yet. You need to fucking message him because I want to beat your ass because <laughs> it will happen. Your ass will be thoroughly spent. <laughs> Yo, you just got to say the day. The say the day and the time. I will do you that shit You know when the tournament week. is. No, no, no. The tournament's You tomorrow. don't need the tournament to, to hold this shit over my head or say some shit. We can do this right now. <laughs> oh, okay. 
that our next joint stream? You want to get schooled in that too? Let's go. So, Let's fucking go, Mario like, Kart. I'll King. give you. I will give you any fighting game and even Smash. You got a. You got a competitive. You're better than me. Now, when it comes to this shit, though, <laughs> this is my shit. Casual games? Fuck nah. Stupid ass cart games is my jam. <laughs> all right. Uh, I don't uh, know. We'll no, see. Back, there, there's there's something that Haru said, and it's it's said it's in our Discord, so I'm gonna assume that it's public. Mm. But I was talking to him about streaming once, and he goes, nah, I'm good. And I'm like, no, you need to like do it. He's like, nah, I don't want to stream for just one person. I'm like, that's the mentality you cannot have as a as a small streamer. You can't. If you have that mentality, you're basically sabotaging yourself before you even start. It's And that's no bueno. Even within It is a disheartening. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. I've I you, I've told you I have ended many streams where I'm just like nobody's fucking watching. Fuck this shit. The you gotta lose that. The way that I turn it off is that I almost make it seem like I'm recording a television show. Like I know nobody's watching me, which now is no longer mm-hmm. the case. But I know nobody is watching me, and I just I just get into character and I start talking about my stupid fucking tier list that I'm going through, and I act fucking belligerent and then some some dude's gonna fucking walk in and be like why is this motherfucker talking to himself and then they come in and and they chime in and that's when i got them and i'm not gonna and some people will say that is a persona that you put on that is not a persona that is your natural yourself because a lot of people think they have to put on a persona like a Dr. Disrespect persona or some kind of character. And there's a lot of streamers that are like, whenever you stream, it's go time. Like, you have to put that character on. I'm like, that's not the kind of streamer I want to be. I want to be myself. And there there are billions of people in this world that are connected to by the internet. Mm-hmm. You're going to find some other dumbass people that like the same shit that you do. <laughs> so There is it's too just, many motherfuckers on Twitch for them not to like the same shit that I Boy, is there. (laughs) All right. And then other times, it'll just be me and Haru or me and Red Dragon, and we're just riffing the entire night talking about stupid shit. This Yakuza adventure has just been, for the most part, (laughs) me and Red Dragon talking all the shit about this. Ryzen Dragon. No, no, no. Red Dragon. Or I keep fucking doing that. Red Jaguar. Motherfucker. See, it's not a persona. See, you're actually (laughs) an idiot. I'm actually an idiot. (laughs) Uh, there you go. Yeah, no, we're just sitting there riffing on fucking uh, Yakuza Like a Dragon because it's a stupid fucking game. People will come I mean, in, it's people sa- will drop in. It's the same shit with my Perler bead. Like, I was doing Perler one night, and one person was like, oh, what are you doing? And I started talking to them, and they are like, wow, this is really calming. Like, I have really bad anxiety. Like, this seems like it would help. I was like, it helps with my anxiety. So, like, just having people pop in or during the mod stream... Like, that was so fucking cool. Like, granted, my camera was shit for a mod stream. Mm-hmm. I gotta maybe go into a better camera for that shit, but just do shit you like. I can tell you what, Caesar the writer does streams he, where he's just writing. He's just writing all day, the entire Haru fucking time. Haru can do that. He's doing fan fiction. And then, like, just, if, if it's that much too difficult for you to do that, then start mm-hmm. streaming with other people. Like, mm-hmm. get get friends. So me and H2O do. Yeah, exactly. You like, I want to jump into something. I'm I'm jealous. Y'all have friends. I don't have friends like that. Let me talk to motherfuckers. Yeah, so. That's that's your scrub verse advice. Yeah. Just keep fucking doing it. Just keep keep going. Just keep. Don't fucking give up. Zombie Hunter asked, do you think we'll ever have another party game night like we did with Among Us a while back? Yes. Yeah, sure. 
Yes. We just got to schedule it. Get it going. Hold on. Red Jaguars asked me, Chris, is that sound deadening foam, by the way? You talking about that shit? That don't do shit. That doesn't do a motherfucking thing. I bought like 50 of these motherfucking things expecting that they were going to fucking like soundproof the room. They only work. No, they don't. They got us covered the entire fucking, the entire fucking room. And I went to a podcasting Reddit and I asked them, Hey man, what, what do you think is the, the solution for this room? And they said, knock it down, get another room. I'm like, why? It was just like, (laughs) there is so many edges in this room that it's a fucking mess. Like noise is going to travel regardless of where I fucking put it. So that's decoration. That don't do shit. And I can't take it down because I put all these fucking holes in the wall and I'm going to live with my fucking problems. How I get around that? This bitch right here. This is the best... Best $80 I've ever fucking spent. This sh- this shit right here. I talk into this fucking thing and I sound like Chris, I'm you, in a fucking studio now. So you have that, to you have to t- That's my solution. Ex- ex- explain what you're talking about. We do a fucking podcast. This is <laughs> Oh fuck, it hit me in the head. Um <laughs> This is a phone it's it's a it's pretty much like foam in your face. It replicates like the studio quote unquote experience. And what I used yeah. to have is I had fucking um uh cloth. Did you have a bi- did you have a binder with two pieces of uh soundproof foam in them cuz if you did, that is Scotty's trademark. <laughs> no, 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 no. So I had like this cloth coming around to bounce off. I was wondering where the cloth went. I t- I took it down because I needed to like fucking um vacuum over in this area which i still haven't fucking done but i would face the wall i would have my cell phone up i'm looking at the cell phone as i'm going through my lines this would be where i'm talking into and then any noise that would further bounce off the walls goes into the um the fabric that i had behind me so it really like deadened the noise uh Mm -hmm. when i did recordings that there otherwise doesn't do fucking shit Okay. Don't buy it. Unless you do the entire fucking room. <laughs> exactly. Like, I need to get, like, wood doors. I need to put wood panel across this entire room. I need to get rid of the carpet. There is so much work that I need to do to soundproof this room to what it's supposed to be that... But you're talking studio level. Yeah, and that goes in, that goes into, like, my first fucking... Uh, the first question that we got. Because... Like, I know that you have, like, standards and shit like that. I am a fucking, like, I have a stick up my ass when it comes to, like, the quality level that I expect from myself. So, like, when I'm doing clips, I'm working on clips for hours. I'll do one quick clip a week just to make sure, like, the music is right. The levels are right. The cuts are right. We have all the fucking, like, pictures and clips that tie into everything and make sure all that shit is right. I've been working on the same video for the last nearly a year at this point because I want to make sure I get it fucking We have right. videos that never came we out. We have videos that haven't so. come out because I'm sitting there and be like, I don't like this product that I'm using. I don't like the way that it looks. I don't like the sound quality. And I get myself hung up. And then I sit there and I look at some of these fucking anti-tubers, these small-time anti-tubers that I personally know that has like 5,000, 6,000 subscribers on YouTube and they sit there in front of their cell phone camera and just talk into it. 
and they have people responding. And I sit there and I go like, why can't I be like that? Because I don't fucking put shit out and I need to swallow my pride, take what I got at the best of my ability and just fucking put that shit out there. That's the reason Chet. why I have fucking panels on the fucking wall that don't fucking work. Chat, chat, send help. <laughs> Dad's mad again. <laughs> Dad's mad again. <laughs> Dad hit mom, and now we can't eat talk at dinner. Oh, <laughs> uh, anyway. Jesus Christ. Z- uh, <laughs> there you go. Yes, we can put. We will. We can get other shit together. It's just we're very hectic schedules. I'm surprised we even got one Among Us stream together. So. Yeah. Plus. Let's just leave it at that. I do want to do another party stream. I'm looking for more support. That's the best way that I'll put it for right now. What's your opinion on all these console failures that you see people posting about on YouTube and Reddit? We already talked about that. Will you be watching the new Animaniac series on day one coming this Friday on Hulu? Friday is my Mandalorian day. I did not grow up watching the Animaniacs. I mean, I guess. I'm good. I... I guess. I mean, I just recently got the the HBO thing, and I still haven't watched it. And I need to start watching some. That's what I'm well, going to. Animaniacs do. is on Hulu. It's on Hulu. So, but for some reason, it made me yeah. think about HBO, and then that's where Adult Swim is. And I still haven't finished Frisky Dingo, and I'm hoping Black Jesus is on there as well. So I need to start work. Black Jesus? You have never heard of Black Jesus? You mean Black Dynamite? No, Black Jesus. Black Jesus I, I, who lives I in the was, hood of L.A. I don't think we saw that. No, when you, we were you need at the HBO stuff. You need to. Have you heard of this show? I'm pretty sure I have. Yeah. This show is fucking hilarious. Sending that your way. There's three seasons. It ended in 2019. I don't know if they planned on making another one. Oh, it's still going on Adult Swim. No, Black Jesus is hilarious. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, I won't be watching. I heard, I don't know, I've heard like the original creators aren't really involved in this one because they were not asked to be, which I think is shitty. I don't know. I'll probably catch some episodes here or there. We'll see. Cool. Scotty Mofa show. I'm not like, oh shit, Animaniacs on Friday. (laughs) (laughs) Scotty Mofa Show asks, have you ever been as lukewarm on a console launch as this one? I ha- This is the worst for me. This is not the worst for me. I didn't give a shit when the PS4 came out. When the PS4 and the Xbox One came out, I still bought them because there were certain games that I wanted at launch. But my entire thought process was it doesn't look all that much better than the PS3 did because there was such a small difference in power and graphical fidelity from the PS3 to the PS4, and then also it wasn't backwards compatible. So I sat there and be like, what am I really going to play? So I waited almost a year for me to make the jump from PS3 to PS4, and then I got an Xbox One not long after because Tiff got it for me for Christmas. So I am the complete opposite. I believe there was a big graphical up... Uh, like, with the first games of PS4? No. But when later games came out, like Bloodborne, which is the reason I bought a PS4... Huge graphical upgrade, uh, jump from PS3 to what Bloodborne was, in my opinion. Yeah. So, uh, chat. But again, has to be a game that I want to play. Yes. Chat. 
that's not saying that the PS4 doesn't have good games. The PS4 obviously has a lot of good games. The PS4 was my primary console for a long fucking time. I think it still is considered my primary console. My Switch is up there, and I've been playing a lot more shit on PC. But, I mean, when the thing that you play the most of is RPGs and fighting games, how how many fighting games are on the Xbox? Answer that. Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct <laughs> and Killer Instinct. As far as an exclusive is concerned. So it's a pretty good exclusive. It's though. really good. <laughs> and I play that on Windows more than I play on PC now. Yeah, that's the thing. It's uh, available on PC, so mm-hmm. fuck your console. H2O asks, so I've switched from controller to mouse and keyboard when it comes to playing the Why? Why? Okay, let me let me go back. Uh, Read the question. <laughs> so I've I've switched from controller to mouse and keyboard when it comes to playing the Insane Trilogy, the Crash Insane Trilogy, and it's become easy to an extent. Outside of forgetting the spacebar is jump. Has there ever been a game that you can recall that got easier by switching from controller to mouse and keyboard? Uh, I had the opposite. My uh, I cannot wrap my head around the uh, controller of Final Fantasy XIV on PlayStation 4. I just can't do it. I like I I know that that game is supposed to be, a, and it is. It is like the controller support in that game for an MMO is fucking amazing. But in my brain, my brain don't work right, and it can't, it can't do it. Tiffany is it the exact same way. When we were all playing Final Fantasy XIV, she tried playing on computer, could not get the hang of it. When she switched over to controller, she was just like, oh, my God, this is amazing. This is the easiest way to well, do it. No, what I'm saying is I'm opposite. I can't do the controller. I have to use mouse and keyboard on that the, game. I would say just fighting games in general. I Growing up, I tried playing fighting games. And th- when I say growing up, I'm talking about like Super Nintendo Genesis. Mm-hmm. I didn't have the arcade controller. So I didn't have the six-button controller. Right. I had the three-button controller trying to play fucking things like uh, Eternal Champions and Street Fighter 2 Championship Edition. Right. And playing those games on controller is incredibly difficult for me because like I didn't have the 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 logic or the mindset to hold a controller like that one. Two, there's three whole fucking buttons that I'm missing out on. And then when <laughs> I was in like middle school and we got we got emulators put on our computers and I switched over to playing mouse and keyboard on this, I'm just like, this is kind of like playing in arcades. And then that's when I made the thing where it's like, instead of mapping W to jump, I map it to space bar. Lo and behold, that's the same setup as a fucking hitbox. I'm like, it's come full circle. It just, it just makes sense. It makes sense, Corey. That's what it is. Have I, I'm trying to think of other games like retro games that I've purposely done it on. No, not really. I mean, and he also said he ran over his controller cord and he sliced it in half. So that's why he went to keyboard and mouse. Okay, he so. didn't put that in the question, but thank you for clarifying. He just answered it in chat. Oh, he, I wasn't looking at chat. He didn't know he was going to get chastised in his fucking question, Chris. <laughs> I uh, think it's... No, yeah. Go ahead. Go ahead. Now you go Okay, ahead. I think it's weird to play like action games with mouse and keyboard, but that's because I suck using mouse and keyboard when I'm actively using the mouse, and I don't like have my fingers stuck on four different buttons at all times so the reason there are people go ahead (laughs) uh the reason why fighting games feel a little bit more natural to me is because i keep my fingers on uh asd space and then my other hand is like on one two three four five six i map the the action buttons or the face buttons 
to the num numlock. I'm not yelling at you for for using the mouse and keyboard. I just think it's fucking weird because I have a diff I have a big time uh, a hard time uh, using mouse and keyboard for first person shooters and action games and stuff where I actively have to be like, okay, now in this situation I have to crouch down and you know hide from fire or get under a log and shit like that. And I'm like, oh fuck, where's control? Where's C? Where's X? Where's Z? <laughs> I will always fuck that up. It never fails. I, I still look at the keyboard when I some... type. Oh yeah, I do too. I've seen some people that like play fall guys with mouse and keyboard and i'm just like why like I, what is tell me what the benefits of using a mouse and keyboard over a controller is like i in that game i don't think there is like you just move around and jump right is there any i mean like and and also lunge at people but outside of that i don't there's a there's a dive and a grab button the dive and the grab button no the grab button and the dive button are different buttons but i also feel like too there are some people that are like oh i use mouse and keyboard because blah, 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 because i have a pt and I'm just like, shut up. <laughs> shut the fuck up. <laughs> fuck you. But I mean, you use mouse and keyboard for uh, for first-person shooters too. You said that that's the most natural way to play for you. Well, yeah, because that with first-person shooters, it makes more sense because you can have better aiming with your mouse. You up your DPI in your mouse and you have better aiming. You can turn around quicker. It's just you look at the fucking numbers. Mm -hmm. Like you look at the numbers on how fast you turn around when I'm playing Doom on uh ps4 compared to doom on pc i can turn around even with the sensitivity which now granted nowadays the sensitivity in those controllers you can up it and it is almost on par with pc but back in the day it wasn't back in the day like when you're playing overwatch on console people knew you were on console i can't play high sensitivity on any sort of game that requires me to look around with a th with a stick or, or even with like with a mouse, I can't do high sensitivity. I'm stupid. Like I'll try to turn around and I'll do like a 360 or a 720. You'll do a 720, and I'll be yeah. looking in the same fucking direction. I can't aim with high sensitivity on stick, especially because like my thumb jitters, and that's because like I have nerve damage that shoots down my hand, and I already don't have a steady hand on my like a steady uh, thumb when I'm looking around. I'm constantly like readjusting my camera. Right, so, right. yeah, it doesn't work out for me. <laughs> nah, I mean, I mean, I have my certain games that I play mouse and keyboard on because of performance is what I'll say. And then there's other shit. Like, I'm not using mouse and keyboard on a fucking emulator for Super Nintendo games. The only reason I would do that is if I didn't have a controller. Exactly. It's the only reason. Or if I was like had a channel incentive where someone was like i'm gonna do a challenge where i have to beat Mega Man x with mouse and keyboard or something like that so that's my question cool red jaguar 5 asks do you guys feel like microsoft has corrected enough problems with the series x to exist as a relevant console or do you feel like they're likely to be relegated to third place again dude it's way too fucking early to do questions like that like that we are way too early in the game like I just the consoles have been out on max what maybe a couple weeks like with review copies and shit. Mm -hmm. Like you can't like pegging it as like it's going to be third place now. I think that there it's are certain that correlations shit. that you can make right now. If if Microsoft wants to make sure that the Xbox Series X is very successful, not just moderately successful but very successful, they have to pull back from Windows. 
a little bit. Because the thing is, it's like you're you're going to have people that sit there and just like, I'm not buying a PC. I don't know how to use a PC. PCs are too expensive. I can get a Series X for 500 bucks and it it do what I need it to do, right? And then you can buy all your fucking video games for Series X. They've already like solved most of their problems when it comes to exclusives, right? So like when it comes to exclusives, they didn't have fucking dick. Like when you're looking at the the Xbox One, there was no reason for you to play on Xbox One outside of Sunset Overdrive when the game first came out. Later on, Halo. I don't know how many. And then Killer Instinct. Killer Instinct and Gears of War. Those were your fucking Xbox exclusives. Now with them signing on Bethesda and having access to Tango GameWorks and all the other bullshit attached to them and all their other IP or studios that they've contracted in within uh, it could be easier now another big problem that they're going to face is that they don't have a lot of overseas support they have sega but they don't have an exclusivity mm -hmm. deal with sega explicitly yet where they haven't bought right. sega which we already felt like sega i'm, I'm not going to say that sega is in the position to be bought out but they're not doing the best they're doing okay but they're not doing phenomenal I also don't I don't agree with the statement of that they're f I mean Red Jaguar said in the chat I think their failure to court Japanese developers last gen really screwed them. That's not the reason that the Xbox 1 failed. The reason that the Xbox 1 was a failure was a very shitty launch because they wanted to push the Kinect mm -hmm. and games. Like all the games that I could get on the Xbox 1 that were not launch that weren't exclusive because in the beginning there were tons of exclusives. You had Killer Instinct, you had Sunset Overdrive, all that shit. That shit fell off really hard, and then it's just like, oh, I'd rather play this on a PlayStation, and and then if I want to play something like this, I'll play it on PC. And then, uh, to go back to what Jared Jaguar is saying in the chat, yeah, Sega makes exclusives for Sony, but they also have Fancy Star Online 2 for Microsoft. Which is exclusive to Which X right yeah. now is exclusive to Xbox, at least in the States. I don't know if Fancy Star Online 2 is on PlayStation 4 in Japan. I know that they were getting it up so. on that in Switch. But I don't know if that was just like testing oh, purposes, <laughs> which PSO2 on Switch would be amazing, but not the point. So not only that, but Microsoft was also trying to push like if you bought a used game, you'd have to repurchase a license to play yeah. that used yeah. game, which was like another big red flag. There they were pushing the Xbox One to be like this family entertainment system when really people just wanted video games. And people who yeah. don't play video games probably wouldn't give a shit about the Xbox One because it still has the Xbox name attached to it and they still think it's video games. Now, what I think that they need to do is that they need to really start pulling in people from overseas, from Japan, because how much fucking RPG support are you going to get for the Xbox Series X? How many fucking mm -hmm. fighting game support are you going to get for the Xbox Series X? Like... That may not be a huge market, but that is still a substantial market. You told me last, like you, Microsoft, told me last console generation that I don't go to you for fighting games and that I don't go to you for JRPGs. So I'm going to go to Sony. That was evident. <laughs> There's a reason why I have 150 fucking playstation 4 and games because i can't buy them on my on my xbox one and that was the thing like i sat there and i made the decision i'm like i'm gonna buy this assassin's creed game or i'm gonna buy this non-exclusive game 
on my Xbox One because I need an excuse to play the Xbox One. That's essentially what it came down to. So, they're... I don't know, if they keep... that, The Game Pass is what kind of helped them a lot, too. Their Game Pass is fucking phenomenal. Game Pass is really good. Game Pass is great. But then again, on that one, I can have I got I got the game pass on PC, and that's that I think is going to be another issue that they run into this console generation. I'm I am not going to say that Microsoft is going to do poorly this console generation. I'm saying that the Series X might face some serious issues because anybody who already has a decent gaming PC is going to look at the Series X and be like, why? I have all because I have times I two. have all that, and I could probably get it for cheaper. Well, the thing is being able to update, upgrade too. So drop five hundred dollars. That's stationary on a system. Exactly. So spend fifteen hundred on a PC. You can upgrade it anytime you fucking want. So that's that's my thoughts on it. Do I think they're going to be relegated to third place? It's kind of hard to say. It it depends on what Nintendo does next. We we're fairly confident that we're going to see a Switch Pro. We've seen the rosters or the um, the documentation coming out of Taiwanese manufacturing companies that there is a Switch Pro of some sort on the horizon. Uh, we don't necessarily know if that's going to be considered their next-gen console, which would be weird because that would put the Switch regular at three years if they decide to call the Switch 2. And then it comes down to whether or not the Switch can continue to pull games from the newer consoles because one of the boons that the switch had is that they were able to still take ports from the ps4 and xbox one i don't think that i think that the the ps5 and the series x is beyond the power that the switch can handle even if you lower the resolution or whatever do i realistically take see them taking first place I, yeah <clears throat> i could see it not on the heels can... of the series x because you're splitting your margin. You're splitting your your fan base. Like, right now, the biggest thing that Xbox has is Bethesda. That's, that's, that is a big deal. You have Bethesda. You have mm-hmm. access to Elder Scrolls. You have access to Starfield. You have access to fucking Fallout. Doom. Doom. If they ever make another Evil Within, which I will be all over that shit. You have access to all of those games. I mean, like, yes, you have Halo. You have some other stupid bullshit. If you ever bring back Blinks the fucking cat, that's cool too. Scalebound? Yeah, please. We'll, we'll see about that. That'd be dope. Um, buy that, yeah. But I think that Wolfenstein, they have yeah. to steal a bit from from Sony in order to do that. Could I, can I realistically see them in the first place? Yes. Just like I could realistically see Sony. But again, it's way too fucking early to call any of that shit. I made my point. <laughs> you just say you just want to say you don't you don't want to say you disagree with me <laughs> um yes in the broadest terms yes it is possible but honestly if i were to bet today i'm betting it on sony or you know if if nintendo comes from behind and does something really really good switch has been the top selling fucking console for the last 20 months so yep well quarantine helped it a lot that so. is true but I mean, still, I mean, people are buying Switches instead of buying PS4s. That's probably because everyone's already bought a fucking PS4. But, I mean, nobody's buying the Xbox One. 
in inverse. Also, the stock of, or the the in stock of PlayStation Four, I've never seen people like I can't get a PlayStation Four. Where the fuck are they mm-hmm. all? Now that shit. Now did I tell you the other day I went to Walmart and they had like fourteen switches, like they had seven regular and seven Animal Crossing ones, bro. And I'm that's just crazy. Like, Fuck you. Fuck That's you. <laughs> no, buy, I'm telling you, buy them up now. Virginia, uh, Maryland, New York all announced that they're going back to phase one quarantine. Mm. There's all, like, there's cases popping up across the United States. So, I mean, like, I'm not saying be, I'm a, good. be a scalper. I don't want to, I don't, yeah. But if I your boys need one, be like, yo, I got you, son. That's my thing. No, no boys. I got my boys. The ones that needed them got them. So, so. <laughs> Anyway, that's that's questions. Go. Corey, what are you doing this week? Lots of shit. I didn't put my schedule out, and I should have. Uh, if this comes out on Tuesday, last night, I would have done on Monday a Mario Kart 8 stream. Not uh, Well, it's a stream, but it's also a tournament that uh, Dom the Kid in Raijin uh, Dragon's Discord is putting together. I actually joined his Discord. I think it's called the, Goob- the Goomba Gang. Okay. And uh, so I think we got... When I looked at the flyer, there were 15 participants. I think that we were trying to shoot for 16, so there's not, like, an empty slot. Mm-hmm. And uh, here, let me just pull it up, and I can read exactly what it says to you. And I'll show it on the stream. So give me one second. Yeah, there's, like, a uh, $150 prize out of it, second place, or, like, the next... With no entry With fee. no entry fee. Second place is, like, a $20 gift card to wherever the fuck you want. It's actually, yeah. like, pretty fucking dope. The way that it works is that four people will face off against a, a grouping of four different races, and then they'll whoever goes to the finals, they will compete for the $150, and then everybody else will do a, a race of 12, and then... And it's four races. They'll get $20 out of the best of the rest. So I, I think it's yeah. it's pretty fucking cool honestly like they're doing something like it's an that. early stream for me though it's gonna start at 6 p.m my time that that kind of clashes with with my stuff so i wasn't going to be streaming tomorrow because kiki has been hounding me to play this fucking board game fuck kiki no this this, <laughs> this murder mystery board game i don't know much anything about it and she's the just like the house of haunted hill or whatever yeah what so, yeah exactly some stupid shit like that and she's just no, like, betrayal's fun as fuck. She's just like, yo, we need to play this. There's expansions. If I buy it, will you play with me? Okay. It was like, okay, cool. We're doing it Monday. I'm like, I stream Monday. Never mind. <laughs> Motherfucker, Never mind. I stream on, tu- on Monday. So I'm going to be streaming on Tuesday. Uh, Tuesday is going to be a split stream because I have between now. Are we, uh, I thought it was my week, but okay. oh yeah, my bad. Go ahead, <laughs> do your thing. Do your thing. I'll, I'll get into it. I'll be do. I'll be doing this on Monday, so that's gonna be in Mario Kart. Uh, my boy is Roy, so uh, I'll be donning my uh, pink sunglasses and my pink bandana. So get ready for that okay. shit. And uh, uh, we're gonna play some Pokemon Stadium two. What else we got? I got some other shit. I'm. I'm I, I mean, I'm gonna be streaming. Check it out, 8 p.m. Central Standard Time, 7 p.m. or 8 p.m. Check out on the Twitter. I'll be streaming some shit on uh, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday. And then on Thursday, I'll be over on the Megavisions channel streaming something. I don't know yet what it is yet, but you can check us out at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time over there. And that's all. Oh, fuck. So this weekend, we're doing Thanksgiving with like my mom and dad and my brother. They're coming over and all that shit. And, dude, we got to clean the fucking house. We got this new refrigerator that I got to clean out, make sure it works. And then I got – what else do we got to do? And cook. We got to fucking cook. 
So that shit's going to be fun. How's that going between your mom and you? Uh, she's still fucking <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I love her, but her views on shit is stupid. So, and then my brother got a tattoo today. They're in uh, him and his girlfriend are in down in Georgia because his one of his best friends from high school is stationed down mm-hmm. there. I don't know if he's a Marine. I don't know if he's Air Force. I don't it's know what he is, Army. but he's stationed down there. Yeah, and uh, they got tattoos on their Army base down there, like top of their thighs. That's like a beer mug, and it's a little bitty. It's like this big, and uh, it says like T C something. T C H. She's my. No, I think it's like. It's three of them. I think it's just all their first initial because my brother's name is Cameron, so I think that's the C. I don't know. But my brother put it on Snapchat, and it goes, had to do it for the boys, and I showed it to my <laughs> wife. And I apologize for anyone that, like, says this, like, thinks takes offense to this, but she just goes, that's gay. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was, that, my wife never says that. I just started <laughs> laughing so hard. So, But, no, I mean, I have been told that – uh to not engage in any political talk. Oh, per your. And then I said, I told her, Hallie. And I told her, it's my house. <laughs> and she goes, exactly. She goes, it's my house too. So keep your mouth shut. And I'm just like, you, you get the same fine. conversation I get when it comes to anything religious when my mother comes over. Cause my yeah. wife describes it as like there's these two like turbulent forces that are constantly like pushing up against each other. And it's, it's almost mm. like watching a thunderstorm where you have the two different like levels of pressure clashing with each other and then lightning strikes. Because <laughs> yeah. she's... And one's going to go underneath the one, other. <laughs> something's, something's going to happen. And she, she cannot count how many times she has come home where both of us are like in the same room or two different rooms and we're angry at each other. And you just feel the tension in the air. And she's just like, stop doing that. Oh, one of the last times they were here, my dad was in the library and me and my mom were in the kitchen and Hallie came back from the store and she was walking in and dad goes, don't go in there. (laughs) (laughs) And She walks in, she goes, what is going on in here? And I'm like, she's dumb. Luckily, my mother and I don't get into the the political talk all that, although she's she's a little bit wild with her. I mean, her bullshit. I make it a fact to try and get my mom to say fuck every time I see her. Because <laughs> she's all, well, I've told this story before. She's all churchified and shit now. Mm-hmm. I grew up with a sailor mouth and I learned it from her. Hell yeah. So there was one time I was at their house and she just, she goes, motherfucker. And I just looked up and dad looked at me and I was like, I didn't even do anything this time. <laughs> <laughs> just my presence. <laughs> nice. Uh, looks like Red Jaguar doesn't like tattoos. I fucking love tattoos, but I don't like that tattoo. <laughs> I like tattoos, but I, like I always come down. I love my tat- to this the, tattoo's uh, dope as shit. I can't really. Hold I it. want a tattoo. I, I don't it. have any tattoos. But my whole thing is just like I either can buy a tattoo, I can get a tattoo because there's a piece that I want, like a really nice mm. piece that I want. Um, but I can also spend money on food and video games, and that is the the, the split, the dichotomy of man that I face. Where it's like I can either have ink on my body or immediate gratification that I'm going to forget about in two weeks. Oh, if I could fucking, I mean, because of COVID, but I'd sleeve out my fucking arms right now. Mm-hmm. I love tattoos, dude. They're great. But I'm also in that, I'm in the culinary world too. It's something about the culinary world and being socially defiant is we fucking thrive in it. So, and tattoos always have, ta- not so much now, tattoos are very accepted now. But uh, back in the day, they weren't. Right. So, 
You just want to piss somebody off. I'll get a tattoo. Fuck them. I think another <laughs> big reason why I didn't bother getting any tattoos is because in the Marine Corps when I was there, they were kicking people out for having tattoos because they were so strict on their rules on what you can have. Mm. And I want a big piece. Like, I want a big piece going from the top of my shoulder down to, like, the, the bottom of my tricep. You want big-ass tribal? <laughs> Fuck no. But that would oh, have gotten me, like, kicked out almost immediately. So I was just like, nah, fuck Oh, uh, You have, like, a, I'm saying, quote-unquote, PTSD about it a little bit, if you know what I'm Probably. saying. Not to not be. to use that term lightly, but just to say that. Hey, so. ban. Anyway. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> a lot of those have been coming up lately in streams with the same message. You know, it's I really started weird, modding so. for... Um, I started moderating for game tracks today and he has mm. like certain phrases and terms banned and it's pretty much like word for word, like the sentence of want to be famous by followers and shit like that. So uh, I, I might, I might do that. That might be a good idea anyway. Also, I need, uh, but I also need to make sure my mods have work. So <laughs> <laughs> make sure they're, so, they're actually they, doing shit. Yeah. They don't really have to do anything besides that. I fucking, one of those came in and I said, Hey, H2O, can you grab that? And Connor grabbed it. Holy shit. Connor showed Connor, up. Well, he was lurking. Okay. I, I called, I was like, Hey, Connor, thanks for that. But he didn't say anything. So I think he was just lurking. So. Okay. That's, that's what's up. He, he showed up in some of my streams the other day, especially with Sonic 06. He was right there with the rest of the crowd laughing their ass off when I fucking rage quit that game. All right, Chris, what do you got going on? So i'm not gonna be streaming tomorrow because i have to play a fucking board game tomorrow it's family day according to kiki after that i'm reviewing bubble bubble four some with mega visions so i have to have that posted up between either tuesday and thursday so that's going to be taking some time but i am continuing yakuza like a dragon i definitely just want to dedicate as much time as possible to that and then I might stream a late stream on Friday because if if Final Boss is going to con- continue doing these Friday night fisticuffs, I need people to to watch me from my side as I can p- continue to style on him and his boys. So we're going to be playing Arcana Hearts, Arcana Hearts 3. It, yeah, no, it's, it's like super weeb waifu battle fighter bullshit, but it's not about it's not about the game. It's about the message that you send. And if I'm there teabagging every single one of these boys when we play, then that's just fine by me. Nah, hard pass. Hard pass. <laughs> I understand it. I, I get it. But, you know, married to the fucking game, man. That's my week. That's what I'm, I'm going to be doing. All right. Sounds good. Well, you guys know what to do. Go follow us on social medias. Go check us out on Twitch. Our personal channel channels are... I believe mine is tornado tornado underscore Jones on Twitch. Uh, Chris, yours is anti Chris underscore SV. Yes, sir. So you can go check us out on there. If you're watching this live, you can scroll on down below. Give us a follow and all that shit. Hopefully by the next recording, maybe the recording after that, this channel will be affiliate. Yep. So we hit our followers. We hit our average viewers. We just got to get more. The thing is, you got to stream seven days out of a month, and technically we only stream four. So that's why I'm just like, oh, I need to fix panels. I guess I'll stream this. <laughs> so 
We got to get those days in. I brought up an idea to you. Maybe I should just do a two-hour stream of just chill OC remix and Game Chops music and just let people listen to You know to what? Shit. There's people that fucking do that. I followed a, um, a DJ today, and he's been – is he still streaming? He's been streaming for like 11 hours, nothing but music. I mean, there's channels too. It's just called like Relax Beats where it's just like mm-hmm. chill music. You just it's basically like those playlists on YouTube, chill music to study to and all that stuff. Hell yeah. So I don't know, I might do that. He is still going. Just throw up because we uh we made sure because there's because of all the fucking DMCA strikes and shit. uh, I've made sure to use uh make sure that we're using music from OC Remix or making sure that we use music from Game Chops that is credited. Mm -hmm. So and then all that stuff. So there's a lot of good music on those. Hell yeah. But that's all I got. Cool. So we need to find someone to send these good folks to. Eddie's streaming. Eddie Fuerte? Yep. All right, guys. What's he streaming? He's streaming Pokemon Fire Red. Oh, shit. My copy of that comes in soon. So, all right, guys. Thank you for your continued support. Thank you for getting us to where we are now. We really appreciate it. And we want you guys to go show Eddie Fuerte the same love that you guys show us. So... We will see y'all next week. Take it easy. (laughs) No more dick pics. (laughs) No. Just for that, I'm going to find another future for next week. (laughs) They exist. So see you guys later.